What is up, Waterwave family? It is your boy Vino on the podcast today. We have a special guest. My boy Topher from Thermal Visions is in with us today. Get ready for this pod. And while you at it keeping this shit, go ahead to youtube.com backslash waterwave TV and subscribe to that shit. Yeah, you know the waves in it. Baseball, we're hitting a home run, hit it with the coldest rings. And even on my bad days, I'm a clutch to finish. The track diminished, the booth burnt, hands is itching. Damn. What's Gucci? What is Gucci? Waterwave family, how are you guys doing today? It's your boy Vino. I am here with the great, the one and only Topher. Hello. He is the owner of Thermal Visions, um, a very popping clothing brand at the moment. Um, we were just talking right when you stepped in that you were on probation. So there's some things that we can't talk about on this yeah, pod. Yeah. Um, but but I know at least that. My dude likes to dabble in a little bit of in a little bit of substances. So yeah, I, I just my, wanted I to. I just I okay got the med card. So I my dude be chiefing. All right, so he's legal. Everybody, I'm he's legal. He's legal. legal. But for sure, for sure, bro. Yeah. I just I was like I'm surprised. I'm like dang. So you, we don't want to like talk too much into it. No. But can you describe the? The don't name the substance, but can you sub- describe the situation? No names, no substance. The substance. Okay, well that makes it sound bad. It's very not bad. It's very not bad, it's by the, the way. Same thing that I have my med card for. Yes. There you go. There you go. That's very discreet. <laughs> yes, no, very discreet. Okay. Yep. So basically, you, the situation. Yep. Okay, yep. So I was out snowboarding. I'm from. So we, we're in Minneapolis. Most mm-hmm. people know that. Um, I'm from Rochester originally. Okay. Had to drive all the time. I'm, I'm big on snowboarding. Dope. Right? So finally moved up to the city to work at a snowboard shop, organize shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one day I was out snowboarding two months after moving here. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way home. Tiny little town, northern Minnesota. Like, well, central Minnesota, you know. Mm-hmm. And got pulled over going 40 and a 30. Jeez. Yeah. 10 over. No. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, just, just let's search. I was told my eyes were red. Oh my god! I yeah. de- I've never heard of that one. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. So okay. that was my mistake. <laughs> Learn from my mistake. That's what yep. I would say for okay. sure. But next time, bring Visine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah 100%. For sure. So I don't know, man. That's life. It happens. No. I got booked and released. Shit got happens. home. Got shit to work happens. the next day. I feel like that's really that central Minnesota shit, too. Like that rural Minnesota shit. You got to be they, careful. Yeah. They be on like way more bullshit than like if you're in the cities, like getting caught up with like a lot of shit. Dude. They they don't even want to take you to the county, bro, because no. it just sounds crazy. But they ain't got shit to do out there. But yes, today, if you guys, like we said, my guy here, Topher, he owns the clothing brand Thermal Visions. He's also, are you the only designer? I'm the only person. Only person, only employee. Yeah, so it's less owner and more so, like, I don't know, Thermal Visions, almost an alter ego of sorts. Ah. You could look at it that way because I don't have any employees. Nobody does customer service. Nobody, I don't outsource design work. The only thing that I outsource is blanks at the moment. Mm-hmm. And now I've le- I've leveled up my machine, so I've, industrial machines now so i can start doing my own blanks oh wow so it's almost going to be entirely in-house within in-house. the next few months wow everything i print on i do all the printing and sewing everything damn so. what's your favorite um blank brands at the moment um 
there's a small one that I'll plug some people on called WATC, uh, based out of WATC Studio, based out of Portugal. Oh wow! Very similar to Reporter. Honestly, okay. yeah. uh, I like their wash a little bit better. Okay, thick but heavyweight type shit. Same weight. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they okay. look damn near the same. They have like the same hang, hang tags, colorways. I'm honestly confused about <laughs> it, but they're re- dude. It's like an sh- off, like an off brand. Maybe the owners just have like another factory or some LLC going on. Their shipping is insane though. Like, like dude, it comes it's fast. from Portugal, but it gets here in like 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. So what? like, yeah, reporter, I've had to wait like. We too long. I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah, he said. He said, "Let me not. Let me not." (laughs) He said, "Let me not shit on Reporter today." But I, I got the reloaded Tion. If you, if you didn't know, I just copped it recently at the Sonic Fabrications pop up. Is do you normally do pop ups? Is that like your? No, that was my second time doing something like that in person. I want to do more. Really? Yeah, yeah. I want to do more. It's just I've been in a position of being pretty much broke because okay. i like make enough money to reinvest in the next drop mm-hmm. and then i don't know when i was cycling stuff kind of like what i was doing with that shirt they were in there mm-hmm. that was part of a bigger drop the task force drop yep and when i was doing stuff like that it was tr- kind of much more involved with product shoots and models and doing a full line with different designs i was having to print and over and over so basically when i was doing all of that stuff it was just more so about um not doing individual designs and actually getting on to the next thing mm-hmm. so i don't know now that i'm doing more individualistic designs it's really starting to level up more yeah but the pop-ups are hard because i didn't have money to travel mm-hmm. and i don't have as big of a following locally in minneapolis i okay. guess is what i'm getting around to yeah yeah so yeah. i didn't have enough money from doing those larger drops yeah they weren't as financially beneficial yeah. Because I was reinvesting all of it. But it worked for gaining the following. For sure. So it was worth it. It yeah. was just having to, like, risk skin and go paycheck to paycheck every month. So Which is, A, I mean, if anybody who's an entrepreneur who's listening to this, that's 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 going to be how life is going to be. You're, it, It's not just going to be all of a sudden you're working for yourself. Fat bag comes out of the out of the freaking thin air. Dude. It's like you're going to have to live, like, on, on some – thinner means than the average person who just came out of college or whatever i mean you know if we want to circle it back like i first of all, i didn't go to college and like mm-hmm. i was saying i'm from rochester mm-hmm. <clears throat> so a lot of people think that i don't they don't really know how long i've been actually at it for. yeah i've been making art and stuff since i was like 12 wow consistently and doing it in an like an online platform is where i began yeah and doing digital illustration And I've tried different mediums that are mixed in and they've also been mixed in culturally too. So I've done stuff based through the internet. Mm -hmm. I've made video content through YouTube. Okay. Uh, I've done stuff locally where I've painted murals and stuff like that. So it's all about finding that lane Mm -hmm. and clothing happened to be honestly one of my most recent things that I've done and it took off so quickly. Okay. But that's because I think it's a culmination of all the different things that I've learned that you've learned over the time. Exactly. For sure. Uh, Do you think, um, uh, let's 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 bring it back a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah, yeah. because like like you said you're from Rochester mm-hmm. um what what would you kind of say that like your childhood was like in Rochester growing up or did you grow up in Rochester yeah I, <clears throat> I was born in Rochester okay uh, I grew up there I lived there until I was 19 wow when I moved Mayo out. Clinic baby yeah well okay. I was born at Methodist but oh wow okay yeah, it's still Mayo Clinic stuff dope so yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Mayo. I don't know. <laughs> I've had bad run-ins with their employees growing up there. I'm, I was kind of a counterculture kid. 
Okay. So I like, grew up around the time of Tony Hawk's Underground, mm-hmm. and I'm, I was big into skate culture growing yep. up, young guys, stuff like that. We had a really cool skate scene mm-hmm. in Rochester. Current skateboarder Alec Majerus, pro, he's from there. Okay. He's only two years older than me, too, so I kind of used to see him at the park, and we had a really cool scene back in the day. Dope. But growing up in Rochester was just so weird. I saw a, we had three or four really cool local skate shops when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. This one spot called uh, Shred Till Your Death, or Shred Till Death. And uh, your skate till death. Jeez. And basically, <laughs> it was this tiny spot. They had vert ramps in there, but the ce- ceiling clearing was like where the, your walls cut off in here. Yeah. So you basically were like dodging stuff when you were trying to hit these like quarter pipes and oh stuff. Oh my God. I used to throw underground parties, but it got shut down when I was like eight or nine. Damn. But I used to go to the park and I, we used to, I went there like twice okay. as a kid. But growing up, Young I in saw, the park. <laughs> But growing up, I saw all these places close mm-hmm. and get turned into Mayo Clinic buildings. Mm. Now, I was always pissed off, like, irritated about it and stuff like that. Yeah. But now that I'm older, it's like, oh, I had really sick health care, though. Like, access to health care, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I feel like that's one of the pluses about living in uh, Rochester. You're, you're, getting some of the, uh, you're getting some of the best medical quality care in the world basically i gave them great uh research for concussions because i had so many at a young age dang what was you getting concussions from okay i was a big football kid okay what did you play in football so started out like quarterback running back okay but i like tackling more like i was way more into defense okay so they started putting me like defensive line defensive end but i was tiny so i was just did you play in high school Nah, I, I played, like, I didn't even play freshman year. Okay. I was about to. I was talking to coaches. There was I was, like, did the training a couple of weeks before high school. Hell yeah. And then it was just, like, I don't know, talked to my doctor. He was, like, you have to stop snowboarding and stop football. <laughs> and I'm just, like, I'll stop playing football. Damn. I'll so the concussions really had you like that. Yeah, I'm at 10 of them now. Damn. Yeah, so so f- between football and snowboarding, you have 10? I've only had two from snowboarding. And then six from football and one from two from a fight. At such a young age, too. Yeah, I'm losing count now. Sheesh. And I had one from a car accident. Oh, my God. I had a crazy car Damn. Yeah, when was that? I was 16. 16 in I, Rochester? I was driving home from the cities, yeah. It was, uh, it was in Cannon Falls. Okay. 45 minutes south of here, half hour south. I rolled the car. I was in what? a Jeep. Yeah, I rolled it like three and a half times, landed upside down on the highway. Damn. I just unbuckled, crawled right out. I was like, damn, what the fuck? Bro, I, but you're here today. It, honestly, the fact that I was so nonchalant had, the fact that I was no nonchalant had everybody confused. Like, I don't know. It took like a few minutes for another car to pull through. It was like 1 or 2 a.m. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was, yeah, don't stay late and talk to me. <laughs> I was doing, and I had to drive an hour and a half home. And I'm just like, not a good idea. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 bro. They they definitely. I feel like they tell you a health class about that driving late shit, man. You can't you can't be doing that shit for a few years. It gave me like superpowers. They're kind of fading now, but <laughs> I had like PTSD superpowers. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't get tired while I was driving. Damn. I drove all the way home from. On me, you're just just time. thinking about it. Like, nah. If you fall asleep, you even doze, bro. It could. Yeah. Nah, I feel that, bro. Drove 14 hours home from Colorado one time, nonstop. Just nonstop. It. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't like driving far. I I don't know. Like two, two three hours is like enough for me. Then we gotta like switch if I'm like with somebody or something. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah, it's just too hard for me. It's too hard. Long drives are tough. I'll just check out, bro. That's you do? Like, you're just like, it's just close there, just bro. going. That's the same thing that I do when I'm sewing. Yeah. Big time. Because I sew when I was, so when I started sewing was 2020, December of 2020. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, like, they think I went longer. People ask all the time, like, they DM me, did you go to, like, sewing school or fashion school or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Or not sewing school, but fashion school. <laughs> Literally all my knowledge comes from YouTube. Just YouTube? Like, yeah, YouTube trial and error. Not even that much from YouTube. YouTube just had me start up. And then yeah. when I was confused the first time when I was, like, trying to do some fabric, had some layered stuff, I mm-hmm. would, like, always sew stuff on top of jackets. Mm-hmm. It was, like, bunching up. And I looked online, it's like, oh, use a walking foot. And the, ever since then, that's what I did for, mm. like, two years, three years, and then just, or not three years, two years, however long it's been. How long would you say the clothing-making process was before you actually started, like, dropping stuff? Um, Honestly, so I, I would post stuff for about five months, I think it was. So... I don't know. I tried selling some things. I sold some things to friends right away and just like that and let people know that I was making clothes. Mm -hmm. But the real idea, the reason why I even learned how to start sewing was because I had this music project that was, it was four songs long, uh, an intro and three real songs. Mm -hmm. So that was tied into the clothing. I came up with this idea. I was like, yo, these hoodies would be tight Ah. if each song had a hoodie that went with it for whatever reason. Yep. Yep. And the the designs are tight because it's just I feel with mm-hmm. like the uh, underline there and like mm-hmm. the blank, yeah. you know, and then it's like the feeling is like the design. Hell so yeah. I feel electric. I feel loved. I yep. feel great. Yeah. Um, and I need. I, I saw those and I'm like, well, who can make these? And everyone's like, oh, well, if we screen print it, we can't screen print up to the shoulders. And I'm like, well, I want to sew it first of all. And everyone's yeah. like, well, I don't, who's gonna? Who can you pay to sew a? piece of fabric on top of I didn't know especially in Minneapolis we don't have manufacturers yeah so I just bought a sewing machine and a screen printing press and I'm like I'm just gonna do it in my living room and then spent my time doing that made the drop and I put them up for auction <laughs> and I'm not expecting much because I don't make music super consistently yeah. I had dropped one pretty decently long project but that was entirely made in my like bedroom and then everything else since has been made more professionally but mm-hmm. like I didn't expect anything, and all of a sudden, everyone started bidding on these, and they all sold for over $200, some of them over three. On what platform? I just made a website. I made Just sh- on your own website? Yeah, I just like did it, made a Shopify site, and then got one of those apps where you can just run like an auction, uh-huh. and I had to call tech support in India. She had to like sign my site, got it all set up. It was super smooth, <laughs> yeah. super smooth. I recommend Shopify to everybody. Mm-hmm. No people are on like big cartel or all yep. these different things. Yeah, dude, Shopify is the move, especially when it comes time to like tax season and mm-hmm. your shipping rates and I don't know. My recommendation, regardless, um, when I was setting that up, I didn't really expect much, and all of a sudden I see all these bids come in, mm-hmm. and I saw bids start coming in from like other places. Wow. Yeah, I was like, that's weird, just because like yeah, like different cities. I was like, that's weird. Do you do you think that the app promoted your website or promoted your brand at all, or was that like just I don't know. Were people was it coming up on people's like feed on that app or the thing is is when you people will know this who release music is mm-hmm. when you do it consistently over time or not super consistently but if you release like music throughout a year 
by yep. the end of that year, you'll have plays from around the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. just how the internet works For and sure. how, like, apps work and stuff. For sure. So I think people found me through those. Okay. I had one song that would get weekly, like, almost a thousand Shazams mm. in Russia. Wow. I don't know why. Wow. Never I mean, figured shit, out why. Hey, somebody was playing your shit in Russia. You might have had, like, a DJ maybe. or That's something, literally. Thinking, and then everyone's just in the party like, Oh, what the fuck is this? They it's didn't want to funny. walk up there too embarrassed to it's ask. It's like free beat that I found that had like a Shiloh Dynasty <laughs> sample. I was like, that's probably why there's like the sample. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm going to hop into the music a little bit more in a okay. second. Yeah. But I do want to know what high school did you go to? I went to John Marshall in John Rochester. John Marshall? Yeah. yeah. What was that like? What was. What John was... Marshall was sick. That was the best high school in Rochester. Really? Yeah, everyone else sucked. Because, like, bro, Rochester was a real movie city. How many high schools did you guys have out there? We had three. Three high schools? Yeah, so you got Century, which is probably, like, the most wealthy, Mm -hmm. least diverse. Okay. Then you have Mayo, which is not the most diverse, but you got this really weird culmination of, like, the lowest income neighborhoods that go there and and the highest income neighborhoods that go there. So Mayo was weird. Mm -hmm. But then JM was honestly, like, middle class and lower income, so... I don't know. Mayo always or JM always had a bad rep mm-hmm. throughout the years. When I was younger, there was a lot of gang activity there. Okay. Um, but once I was there, it was really cool. We always raised a ton of money for charity. Damn, they had but. so they had gang activity in Rochester growing on. Yeah, somehow I got on student council all, like every year in high school too. Were you making differences? Not in really. Your school? I, everyone just knew I was like a stoner and made <laughs> good T-shirts. I did T-shirt designs back then because I was doing graphic design. Uh, so every time we had like a homecoming event or some sort of event, I would yeah. just make the t-shirt quick. Wow, for your school. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was pretty much my only pitch to people, and they all liked it. So wow. So yeah. so would Funny. you say that like that kind of got like people know, in your city at least knowing you for making clothes at least? No, I was always known for art through high school because in high school I took a graphic design course, but. The teacher didn't know what she was doing. She, God bless her soul. Mm-hmm. I love Miss Sandra. She's great, <laughs> but she's a ceramics teacher and a traditional art teacher. Okay. And then they gave her the graphic they design course. They gave her course. that. Yep. Yeah. And I was in there, and we have a. She likes me a lot. So basically, I just helped her kind of teach the first year. Yeah. And second year, they gave me independent study. Wow. So I just hung out and like damn near teach the class at times. That's I would hard. like do something, and then the next day teach them how to do it, and it was like really cool. That's where I got really good at it. Yeah. But I had always been into graphic design. I feel like you become a much better, like, artist when you're able to teach someone Mm -hmm. art as well. Like, in general, you you just become, like, you can't become a professor unless you're, like, learning how to teach other people get that degree. You know what I'm saying? The thing for me that I think is super important is Photoshop, though. Like, graphic design. Like, if anyone asks me where to start with anything... It's Adobe softwares, right? So if you want to learn how to do any sort of like video editing or audio mixing, it's mm-hmm. the most simple, honestly. Mm-hmm. But then I would recommend, like, seriously, Photoshop for any- for anyone that wants to get into any sort of art, yep. because Photoshop teaches you how to. You can get super proficient with it, where mm-hmm. you're not even thinking and you're just clicking around and all these mm-hmm. shortcuts and stuff, and that shows you how to get you know used to a machine, which you can transition into something like sewing. Yeah, you kind of learn the learning curve. Mm-hmm. So, but then there you also learn about colors and photo manipulation. Mm-hmm. And Photoshop can be used for literally whatever you want. Yep. You learn how to upscale images. You learn how to trace photos. You learn how to do illustration. You can learn anything. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's like a younger kid or parent or anyone that's asking me for advice, I always say start with Photoshop, learn what you like, and go from there. 
for sure i made a mistake when i was younger though and i thought i was like oh i like photoshop it's cool it's, i'm good at it i want to do it i'm gonna get paid for it and i i now i i just cannot do graphic design commissions ever again <laughs> ever again <laughs> ruined my life for yeah. like three years why would you say it ruined your life dude it was so stressful like just all the people like hitting you up young. or i was like 16 yeah 15 16 and it was just so much demand so many people that i didn't know so much asking for revisions yeah. people that weren't clear yeah. i wasn't understanding on how to work with a client entirely mm. i'm really good at customer service mm. nowadays i have to do it as part of my job yep. so you know and at the time it was just more difficult to kind of get somebody to get their point across clear yeah i learned how to do it now especially when i'm doing murals yeah that's kind of a trait that i took from that, that i took from that and brought it over trying to see people's vision um like, yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that or really getting someone the thing about painting a mural is nice is if you can convince somebody to just let you do your thing there's no takes these back yeah like, hey come back yep. and like let me fix if you change that little yep. bit nah, dude, if like, you just give me free reign then mm -hmm. hey there's none of that so. exactly okay. exactly so no that's tough that's tough bro like i i yeah because i guess i always i i did wonder if you were the one graphic designing all of your stuff but now oh, yeah. yeah now now i do know and that that's because that was the first step and that's actually really dope and a lot of you artists out there if you guys are listening or trying to get into clothing or art that has to do with like more visual art you should definitely get into photoshop because music videographers all those type of people bro you can't make none of these crazy edits and all this stuff yeah, without photo yeah. yeah you can't you can't do none of it like you can't just rely on downloading other people's uh, edits for the rest of your life or whatever to become like a really good videographer. Yeah, presets. Um, yeah. Presets are trash. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, did you did you go? So you said you didn't go to college. Did you have an idea of yeah, thinking I, about going to college, or what was your what was your thought process at on your senior year, getting out yeah. of your senior year? So you know, I've always had a my thought process. I've always had a plan until it doesn't work. And then I instantly formulate my brain just kind of makes another plan. So yeah. I always have something. So always throughout, you know, high school and middle school, I always had a plan. Okay. You know, so and when you're younger and you're in that position, it's obviously going to involve college and beyond. And what I wanted to do is go for mechanical engineering in a mountain college in Colorado. Mm. And I wanted to try to become a. Uh, an employee for SpaceX and NASA. Wow. Yeah, through an internship, basically. Yeah. Uh, and see where I could go from there was kind of the plan. Okay. I was really into space. I'm still super, I really enjoy space content, mm -hmm. and keep up with like the James Webb telescope, SpaceX launches, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of my passion throughout high school. And then the summer after senior year, my FAFSA kind of like fell through. Okay. Yeah, due to just like family stuff. Yep. So wasn't able to go that year took a gap year and I was like you know what like I have all these things that I'm doing I'm good at like art and stuff like that I should try to just continue doing the things that I enjoy mm -hmm. even the things that I don't think I'm necessarily good at mm -hmm. at the time and just see how far I could take them for sure yeah no. so once I was once I turned 19 or once I turned 18 I gave myself a pack basically where I was like by the time I'm 23 if this isn't working out I'm gonna go to school for welding okay. and just use that to fund everything i wasn't gonna give up though. i was just gonna needed needed to make real no, money at that get, point. get real bread to yes. really put behind real ideas no that makes sense and that's realistic a lot of people yes. don't really understand that like even being in, in in music like you really 
have to fund that shit. You have to fund clothing. You have to fund art. Even if you're just painting on canvases, that costs money, bro. Yeah. Like that's extensive. How how have were have your parents been supportive Always. of you? Yeah, my parents are awesome. Yeah, my mom is one of the coolest individuals of all time. My dad's super smart. So Okay. Yeah, they've always been super supportive. My mom is within the education field right now. Okay. She's in a sweet position now. She's kind of running uh, equity meetings for mm. all of the superintendents across the metro. Wow. Area. And then they So she's that. high up in like At this the point, education yeah. field. She, it's not like being in the school. Nah. You're not like no teacher or nothing. No, like she used she, to be. Okay, so she used to be. What she used to teach? She went from kindergarten, first grade, and then... Uh, through different principal positions okay. okay a middle school position where she used to take a bunch of kids in i used to wake up and be different kids sleeping on our couch from troubled <laughs> families and yeah. one of them ended up living with us with us for like five years that's tough it's my brother but that's tough yeah, it's crazy stuff like that so hell yeah no she's that, always seen the vision that's dope and i mean it, it seems like you have a really understanding family base is yeah. you, is your dad's like the same what does your dad like kind of do he's in rochester still he's just a, he used to work for ibm so he's like computer okay. computer science stuff dope makes decent money but just does his thing kind of no nah, yeah no i feel like i feel like that kind of gives us like a scope of like how your upbringing was mm -hmm. as well because like i feel like parents who are teachers obviously they can teach and, and that's something that is with kids like bro not everyone should have had kids or can also, teach kids how to grow up and be people i was given so both because of the way that my mom brought people through that mm -hmm. were less fortunate in life yep and also i was born at a time i was born in 99 mm -hmm. and then in 2008 2009 or is it oh whenever the stock market crashed mm -hmm. around there oh, around 08 uh, our our nice house that we were renting gets repossessed, mm. you know, and then or that we were paying off the mortgage on gets repossessed, yeah. and then we have to move to a smaller place. Parents divorce, you know. I see a okay. lot of things through kind of my like early teenage years, okay, you know, and just seeing stuff through addiction lenses as well. And okay, yeah, I kind of ended up going through a lot that I didn't realize was a lot at the time. Yeah. Because kind of downplay things, and it doesn't seem like that much, especially yeah. starting off so fortunate. Yeah. So, if yeah, I guess if you're starting off fortunate, too, and, I mean, if your parents both truly just love you, even though they're all going through their situations and yeah. stuff, it's like you, you, you as a kid, you, you can harbor an understanding, you know, if things aren't bitter and stuff like that, you know. It's, well, I've had conversations about this, not to cut you off, but I oh, think it's important. My friends nowadays, they're like, oh, I'm starting to realize my parents are just people. And I re I'm realizing that I kind of learned that at a much younger age. Hell yeah. I had those realizations around like, you know, like 10, 11, where it's like, oh, my parents are just a guy. It's like mm -hmm. my dad, I equated at the time because I'm a young kid. But I'm like, oh, it's like my dad just lost his girlfriend because all I know is like elementary, middle school yeah. girlfriends. But I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. And just like seeing it through lenses like that, I yeah. kind of started doing more at a young age. Mm -hmm. And I think it gave me more of a grounding human experience. Okay. It's another reason why I was on student council through high school is I was friends with everybody because mm -hmm. I was really into like video games and computer shit, but yeah. I was also really into like cooler stuff like rap music For and sure. clothing and For dancing sure. and whatever, you know, so. Yeah, yeah I was very individ individualized in Rochester. Okay. I didn't fit in. Okay. That was the hardest part. Yeah, no, that's yeah. dope. I mean, that it definitely makes sense. It definitely makes sense. And you said too that your parents went through a divorce was that 
did that affect you at all or was that just kind of more like like you said just life people are humans you know and that was just another learning curve to that I think it affected me in a much more positive way than a negative way in the overall things. Mm-hmm. I don't think at the time it affected me almost at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- looking back on it retrospectively, I can see how it was positive. And I can also see how it was negative, mm. you know, and how it's impacted me in my personal life. But oh, yeah. I'm overall, it's like just part of my story. It's nothing that I'm regretful or upset with. Hell yeah. Totally. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, do you, so right now have you do you don't you don't hand make do you hand make like any clothing from scratch yet i just started uh i got a industrial serger machine and i just made my first jacket from scratch kind of like a test thing wow but yeah i mean it came out really good came out smooth um working on a pair of pants so the real direction changed once i get back from arizona here uh in a couple weeks uh, is kind of to direction the brand into doing like jackets and pants from scratch mm-hmm. and having that be like, oh, I'm going to drop one or two of these every few months. And I mean, like one or two designs will be like 20 quantity. But I want to transition from being the guy who sews on top of blanks or sews on top of vintage. Okay. I don't want to work on those anymore. I want to either be making my own blanks through a manufacturer mm-hmm. or making them on my own blanks in my living room. In your living room. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent like, fluid like in how that whole process works like i do i i've seen like t-shirt factories i've seen like behind the scenes kind of how they do it but those obviously are huge machines and shit like so is it just like you're just ordering fabric and then basically do you have like your own machines to yeah you can get out the door with a 200 dollar sewing machine and mm. make whatever you need to do okay you don't need a serger for open hems It helps if you're trying to sell stuff and make it look fancy and clean. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to do production, that's where it's like, okay, I need an industrial machine that won't get clogged up with lint all the time. Uh, It's belt operated and it's super fast. Okay. Super clean too. So my new machine does a safety straight stitch Mm -hmm. and then over the edge does a zigzag. And then it also trims three actions in one stitch an entire leg in like four seconds. So that's where you start finding benefit. But for everyone at home, you can get a $200 industrial, a $200 singer heavy duty is what mm-hmm. it's called. It's the dark gray machine and just do straight stitches everywhere and learn how to do your patterns and learn how to do your cutting. Oh yeah. Sell that to friends, go ma- just work at a job, save up enough to get something that's a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. Cause the machine I have and started with is uh, called the singer nine ninety nine sixty. Mm-hmm. And it can do a straight stitch, a zigzag stitch, and an overlock stitch that you can do, which is what, like, the serger does. Yeah. We sew over an open edge. Okay. And that's all three that you need to know how to do for a garment. Sheesh. So all anyone needs to do is get one machine, practice, and just start. And then start going. Yeah. You can get going. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is also a good habit to get into is, like, you're as fluent in the clothing process making as you are as just looking at your clothes and mm-hmm. thinking about how it's like follow the lines and see how it's made yeah break it down in your head and you can make anything for sure i just think it's a good habit too i do that all the time with everything hell yeah let's try to like figure out how stuff is made and stuff yeah so you graphic design you embroider screen print sew stitch mm-hmm. what like what can't you do to clothes oh uh, a lot. 
I, I can't die sublimate. I'm okay. um, not great with doing like fabric manipulation yet. I'm not super smart with all the different stitches and fabrics and different types of s needles. There's, it's such a vast knowledge. Like, no, deep, yeah, yeah. Like, There's a lot of things knowledge. to do. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious at like if you can like point out some certain certain things that you want to learn how to do yeah, in the future. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Because okay, that's interesting because I'm at a position where I feel like what I want to do is so much different than what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what I'm doing is being praised, but it's also not within the realm of what I think is like fashion design. I don't uh, consider myself a fashion designer. Okay. What do you that, consider yourself? I don't know. I like run, like we were saying, like it's like an alter ego, but I will say, still say like, Oh, it's just like, it's a clothing brand. It's okay. like just art that I make. Mm -hmm. Cause my biggest thing is like at the, at my root cause of everything I've ever done in life is that I'll have an idea in my head and I just need it to be like reality, right? Yep. That's basis of everything. And I get mm -hmm. like obsessed with these things. Mm -hmm. Started with snowboarding. I picked that up when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. So I'd have like ideas of the tricks. I'm like, I gotta do it. I gotta, gotta do try, it. I gotta try. And that yeah. just transitioned to everything. Yeah. So that's okay. That's careful. Uh, that's like addictive personality stuff. Though, no, so literally, literally. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say I have a very, very addictive personality. Mm -hmm. That's, um, uh, I, I can relate to you on a lot of the topics that you have said, but I also want you to speak. So no, I don't want to like, fine. I don't want to go into it too much, but like, yeah, bro. Like for me, I'm an addictive personality. I need to always be working. I need to literally like, cause I just get bored. Like when I'm not working, if I'm just playing the game too much, like I, I can tell myself, like I can feel it in my head. Like, bro, there's something you got to do. Like yeah. you got to either make this song, get the song out of your system, or you got to like start making some clothes or get your business, go do something. Song Cause thing. it's just like, I don't even know. Even when I'm on like vacation, sometimes I get like fear of missing out from like, even though it's work, but it's also like the stuff that I like to do. So you know what I'll say, I'm probably six years in on a six year stretch of like nonstop that. And especially the last two years mm -hmm. and the last one year when I was, when I was still was working at my day job, mm -hmm. it was terrible. Like I was working eight hours a day, come yeah. home and sew for like seven to eight hours, Jeez. sleep, wake up. And I was like in a warehouse all day, all this dust. And then I was sewing with all this, like more lint, like in my, I was coughing. So that time period was just like, I felt gross all the time and I was just grind. there sewing. Dude, it was such a grind. It was it was a cool experience. But at the same time it was like coming off on the end of it. Now I I got to be careful cuz I almost have FOMO of the things that are not beneficial to what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Where you're like, damn, I've been working so long. True. Like I bought a PS5 finally. I think yep. I told you this last time I yep. saw you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I PS5 <laughs> finally and I'm like, all right, now I got to be careful. No, yeah, no, so. it definitely that that definitely can can throw throw you off because I know that the when I first got my PS Five, I was <laughs> out here not doing shit yeah. for a little grip. <laughs> I was just playing all the games that I couldn't play on my Xbox, but. I was just on um, whatever. I'm but. blessed that it's at my house, so I use it as, like, a break thing or at the end of the night thing. I've been really good lately with, like, wake up at 7, work till 6, mm -hmm. 7, and then quit for the night, you yeah. know, and, like, actually tap out, like, a day job. Yeah. Because I was working it way too hard for a while there. 5 a.m. nights, like, yeah. just not healthy. For sure. So. The first time I met you, um, I saw you wearing a Nike Thermal Visions hoodie yeah. drop. That was the first time I ever met you. Could you tell me more about that drop, the inspiration? That was at the yeah. Skin Tone. Shout out Skin Tone's event. That was at their launch party event. But what what was what was like 
what was your inspiration for that? Um, I will say a big thing for me was that, you know, I got the idea of thermal vision in general just from my murals that I was painting. Mm -hmm. I kind of took it directly from that, from the graffiti I was doing in a younger age, you know, and when I re-implemented it, I used to do similar shapes in my graffiti and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it was kind of just a direct translation of that. And the only way to transition colors on clothing without like printing or dyeing it is yeah. like to do layers. Mm -hmm. So me as well, I, my biggest thing on how I got started in Illustrator was doing these portraits that look very similar to like my handprint designs or the mm -hmm. Jordan sweatshirt that I did recently. Mm -hmm. The Jordan sweatshirt that I did recently was like, I was like, 15 again that's what i felt like so that's how i used to make money was doing portraits like that back in the day wow so i just took that idea was like oh i could just go a step farther instead of finishing it digitally and posting on instagram for no reason i can print it and dude i used to go to nowadays i get stuff laser cut mm -hmm. right but i used to go and i'd print it at office max on yeah. four different sheets of paper yeah tape them all together trace <laughs> it out with a exacto knife trace it on the fabric cut it all out wow dude everything took me like eight to ten hours jeez so, so that's how you were making like the bigger the bigger um, every hand everything jeez all the skeletons like the the gone oh my god everything was like that it was terrible it was late nights and that's what i was doing after work so i come home but it was also therapy for me because yeah. something to focus on that wasn't like video games or some mm -hmm. some bullshit yeah yeah, yeah. No, for sure. That's kind of how I feel about, uh, like, screen printing sometimes when I get home. And I'm like, damn, bro, I really just want to, like, just try something on the screen print press. I don't know what I'm necessarily going to do, but. Could I jump us back quick to stuff, more stuff that I'm looking to do? For sure. I think it's important. For sure. So definitely get more into the items from scratch, right? Okay. Uh, but a big thing for me and the big motivation behind everything that I've really done mm -hmm. is to build more of a platform for people that I've become close with that I think are talented creators as yep. well. Yep. So utilize thermal vision to do pop-up events that are not just clothing. Yeah. But the biggest thing is like, I have so many friends in Minneapolis that are just phenomenal artists, musicians, mm -hmm. whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's like, let's go do a pop-up in New York. We'll get a bunch of New York artists to come out and do some music Hell and yeah. then bring out one of my friends and get the, give them a chance to go out and do stuff like that, too. Tough. So that's a huge inspiration as well. Hell yeah. I'm tapped into every creative scene. Yep. And it's like it's I don't want to fall back into a realm of just, oh, I found success with clothes with clothing. I'm just going to sit at home, make clothes mm -hmm. and call it good. Like there's a lot that can be done here. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of the next step. And that's more the direction that I'm kind of trying to take things. Yeah. But I think I need to legitimize it more as like a brand that's making clothes from scratch that are highly, highly sought after. Mm -hmm. Treated more like a designer brand. Yeah. So I guess um, going into that, what who are some of your inspirations? Who inspires you to do some of these things that you've that you're aspiring to do? Such a, that's such a hard one because it's really day-to-day -day nowadays. And I think a lot of people relate to that mm -hmm. uh, a lot through the internet. A big one for me that really sparked it and just at the right time, right place was this brand called Pythia, Jack mm. Lyons. Mm. Really cool dude. He's just a few years older than me. Uh, I saw him just kind of blow up a brand very similarly just in a year. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's a route that you can do. And I was like, well, I have all these different things that I already know how to do. I have a vision. Yeah. I have an idea. I have a creative direction. Let's just run with this for mm -hmm. two years and see where it goes. 
and two years later a year into it it was like damn i have 150 followers on instagram <laughs> it's like dude this is getting old you know and then you know just very shortly after that in january of this year i had like 300 500 followers on my page and yeah. then i just hit 80k like earlier this week mm -hmm. or last week so wow yeah no the growth has been the growth has been freaking insane it's like nuts. what would you what would you say um what would you say your niche was for your growth um it was an understanding and that's where it ties back into like doing the youtube content back in the day mm -hmm. when i was like 13 i was doing content that was partnered on youtube before you could just do an adsense video yeah and i was making content there so i already knew about contracts i already knew uh, about trying to get like into an algorithm mm -hmm. and i already knew about video editing mm -hmm. so i took a very base level of video editing i had this idea too where i was looking at content and i was seeing a lot of people that were getting really good at just making high production looking stuff and almost everyone started doing that for a few years like 2018 mm -hmm. to like 2021 yeah things got really high effort mm -hmm. and everyone got kind of sick of it yeah so my stuff was like all right let me do it to like it's high effort because the items are high effort yeah the content doesn't need to be as high effort mm -hmm. everyone's here for the con for the item yep. so i just put my phone up filmed everything and then i really just understood because i missed out on vine as a young kid too yeah right and i thought i was late to youtube but it was 2014. wait why'd you miss out on vine sorry to cut you off but why'd you miss out on vine i just didn't post on there in time and then all of a sudden it just oh. disappears one day okay because i'm 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 trying to think wait, what year it. did you graduate 2017 i'm young. okay so we're the same age um yeah. we're both 23 22 probably 23. okay so like yeah, I guess you just did. You weren't at the age of really like posting and stuff, just watching more. Exactly. Of, I was say. involved in watching it. Okay. Yeah, but at the time, too, I didn't realize how early I was on YouTube. Yeah. That's a bigger thing. Yeah. So I saw people blow up YouTube channels through Vine, and that also made me feel like, oh, I was just late to the party at this point, right? Yeah. And here we are, like almost 10 years later, and I'm like, damn. I should have stuck that one out like I but then thinking now honestly I'm happy I didn't because mm -hmm. I'd be just some YouTube guy making like video game content yeah. but I don't know it's much cooler uh, to have ended up going this route I'm much more thankful mm -hmm. I'm glad it, that I had my years of like being 17 through 22 where it was just shit and yeah. it's still gonna be kind of just heavy for a while it is yeah but it's sure. nice to not have just 40 bucks in my bank account anymore because it was like Hell that yeah. for a long time. Hell yeah. You know? No, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Um, I guess like going into kind of the TikTok realm, yeah. um, you, do you feel like TikTok was your second chance at that Vine That's, being like, yo, that, like, what? at me because I'm up on stuff on the internet. I'm up on a lot of stuff when it mm -hmm. comes to the internet culture. I play a lot of internet video games and I'm in that realm. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I just try to stay trendy. I'm getting old now, right? Same. Yeah, no, I'm same. feeling like we're getting old, right? So two more good years before we start getting out of touch. Yeah, <laughs> just about, man. Yeah, that's, that's why we. That's saying. why we definitely try to. We try to reach the youth here yes. at Waterways, yes. man. Yes. So basically, I was like, well, I think this is probably my best opportunity. It was nagging at me, but I was like, I. It was before I was making clothes. I was like, I don't think. I didn't have the confidence with to do a music route. Mm -hmm. I knew how to go about trying to like prop your music off yeah. on TikTok, but that takes so much time, and then you get the corny tag of being a TikTok rapper and stuff yep. like that. And I'm like, I don't even want to go down that route. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, what's the realistic way to do this in a non-corny way? And it took me a while to figure it out, but then I started posting the clothes 
and it, I really didn't do it that long, you know? And I just had one short video that popped. And once it popped, I was like, all right, peace. And I dipped off from TikTok. TikTok? And I, really? Because it started popping off the Instagram. Okay. Because, yes, that is, that is something that I want to go into. But but you did start on TikTok first. Mm, or were you posting? I was posting consistently on Instagram first. First. And then I just wasn't really posting reels or anything. The first time I started posting short format videos was TikTok. Yeah. Because that's, at least from what I've seen on your page, I didn't. I didn't see as many reels as I have the TikToks before. No, there's there's definitely more reels than TikToks. Really? By 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 a long shot. I think oh. there's only like eight reel or eight TikToks that I've ever posted. Okay, okay. So 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 you would say then that the first pop then was on reels before TikTok, because yeah, then you you definitely because you definitely do have multi million like some with with a few mil. Well, okay, so. What happened was I had one video that took off on TikTok mm -hmm. and it brought enough traction to Instagram to where yep. my reels could start hitting like 10K. Right. And then I was like, okay, I understand that if algorithm-wise, if I just post for a month, like mm -hmm. three videos a week for a month and they all hit 10K, eventually it's going to shift and one's going to do like 100K. Right. But then it flipped and one did like a million right. on reels. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, now we're just on reels for TikTok. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a TikTok. Because I don't want to be a TikTok creator person. Was it that? Was it that? You had that much disdain against TikTok? Like, you're it's just not like. not disdain against TikTok. <laughs> it's knowledge of understanding where. It's it's knowledge that if I try to maintain a TikTok audience, that's yeah. not. That's very volatile. No. And that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's from what I've heard, especially with a lot of this music stuff, with these artists like it's really hard to to keep your tiktok audience you need to as soon as you pop on tiktok you gotta move them somewhere else either to your youtube or to your insta because they're not gonna stay there at all on that app at all and that's why i'm trying to transition a following to like live streaming through youtube or, okay. through, or through twitch you know okay. so i can do the the sewing live because yep. I now have a much better home setup it's mm -hmm. a nice looking little area for sewing it's like then put some nice lights in there and all of a sudden you're good to go do you so. do you know any is there a lot of um I guess clothing brands that do live work on IG or Twitch everyone goes to, everyone pops up on live on IG a lot of people that do similar work to me but mm -hmm. I don't really see anyone on Twitch okay and the way I see things is like I still do play video games it's like why not just transition the audience there oh yeah because I want to cultivate more of a community I mm -hmm. think one thing is weird that's weird for me is knowing that I'm very uh, extroverted I'm, I kind of just speak well especially alone in front of a camera yeah type, type B like if I'm like on a live stream on live on instagram it's just good times talking free game all that stuff hell yeah and it's like weird to be in a position where nobody even knows what my voice sounds like <laughs> they know what i look like through the yeah. videos. they don't know what my voice sounds like they don't know if i'm well spoken they don't know what i think what i do True. how i act it's weird yeah because most of, a lot of your videos are like fast motion just like the 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 sped up camera of you just doing the work yeah, so I don't it's talk. like yeah, no one and and do you has have you I don't even I don't think I've ever like talked on my story before. Maybe <laughs> when I had like five K I just have, don't do that. Do you think have you I guess cause you do have you have what, eighty eighty K right now? Mm -hmm. 
you have a fan base. There's obviously people in your DMs and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- are there people who are like, yo, like, Topher, like, we want to hear from you. Like, we want to see you on other. So I'll go live every once in a while. Mm. And every time I go live, there's always a lot of DMs where people are like, damn, like, yo, I love, like, listening to you live. Like, that was tight. Like, Hell yeah. just see you listen type deal. So I do need to do it more. And I know yeah. it's a good way to connect. And it's also something that I like to do and that I yeah. care about. So yeah. that's kind of the next step. I finally have good internet. So I moved at the beginning of October Okay. and I was in production hell for a few weeks before that. Mm -hmm. And that was after a whole like month of making stuff. So I had like two weeks off and then was in it and then I had to move and Mm -hmm. then I had to finish making stuff. And now I'm here. Okay. So I'm kind of trying to breathe. I finally am like settled into the new house. Finally have internet. Yeah. So I'm going to get, I just had a huge drop though. Pushed like 80 orders on these hoodies. Yeah. So now I need to make. 80 hoodies mm-hmm. and i do it all is long. that the cyborg the cyborg looking no I, I added like five of those okay and then i had 30 to 40 that I was supposed to do okay. for the ones but i added like purchase links at the pop-up and i also added purchase links to yeah. some like i don't know i'm working with there's a lot of cool people i've gotten to talk to a lot of my like idols mm-hmm. through so like my my number one played spotify artist is now like i just sent him some gear like who big baby gucci okay yeah, i fuck fine. with big baby gucci Bro, he's heavy he's so um i forgot dog. uh is it something nightmares or something like that I, he had like the uh-huh. dreams like the last tape i forgot what it's called Oh yeah, yeah. You're talking the summer of revenge. I think so. The one that's produced by Fish, like yeah, almost all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bro, I'm telling you, that felt like my whole summer of 2021 it's, or something. Dude, he's one of the best artists, in my opinion. Very slept on. Incredibly slept on, but you know. Yeah. But I've also gotten to talk to like I don't know. I'm sending some stuff to Doctor Dot from uh, Earth Gang. Oh wow. Yeah, and then. I don't know, some, like, NFL players and stuff Sheesh. like that. It's cool. It's fire, bro. It's cool. No, nah, that's, like, that. yeah, that's insane, bro. That's insane. Chuba was up on it. Chuba Hubbard from the Panthers. He's, oh, the, wow. he's their starter now. I think yeah. everyone got injured. He was, like, second string for a bit there. What is but What position? Running back. Oh, wow. He's fire. That's dope, bro. Yeah. That's really dope. So I met him, uh, or well, just chatted with him through socials. Uh, chopped it up with like Dizzy the other night, who I I've known for a while from when I used to do portraits. I got to know mm. Dizzy, right? So okay. I got that was cool too. When I was younger, I used to pull up to hella concerts. Yeah. And we would finesse our way into VIP stuff, and we'd bring just hella blunts, <laughs> and we would, and they're like, oh, there's these like young ass kids that just are like being cute. loose, and they're like, all right, we'll we'll smoke with you guys, right? So we got to kick it with hella. Like I've chopped it up with Ski Mask, with, I mean Dizzy before, with yeah. uh, I don't even hella people. We've just been through so many shows and stuff, and like yeah. getting back into like these areas. So I think that was useful too. Yeah, it's kind of more chill to just like, I don't know. I've never really viewed too many people as like, I don't really put people on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I feel, I feel. I mean, I feel that a lot because a lot of the times I'll feed into their egos if you do all that. The same people who place people on a pedestal also place people below themselves. That's so. true. And that's the and thing. that's very true. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be an even playing field. It's always an even playing field, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. When when exactly would you say that you knew that you blew up? It still doesn't click. Doesn't it doesn't? Because nah, I haven't you still traveled. Don't feel it. Oh, because you haven't gone. So where where is your where is your 
highest customer demographic? Where are they? So the hard part is New York is like they don't come in as one demographic because it's like you got the Bronx, Brooklyn, uh, all know, the boroughs, all the boroughs and shit. And shit. So <laughs> that's hard. But like I would, I think New York by a pretty decent margin. Yeah, and then Atlanta. But then it's like Australia, Sheesh. Germany, and then like LA's in there too. Sheesh. So Minneapolis comes in at like fifth, or not fifth, like fifteenth. Like wow. It's down. Yeah. That deep. Mm-hmm. So so the that's online really that's really that online like demographic. Those they people saw yeah saw that shit and it was just different. What would you say is the difference between? locally trying to start something versus like trying to push yourself just nationally on the forefront instead it's a lot more you gotta be i don't know it's hard to it's harder because it's a lot it's a lot less social yeah it's a lot more internal like at the crib like posting online just like i'm thankful that i have really good connections with friends through the internet like they're my friends from growing up but we stay connected through the internet still yeah so it's like they're not in the city so it's like i'm not gonna go out with them so if i'm gonna kick it at home and like work and then i can just chill and talk with them it's like that's been really beneficial yeah so that's key but i will say like i do at times envy the people who'd have stuff locally Mm -hmm. because for them it's like okay you could have 400 500 followers on instagram nothing Mm -hmm. not even breaking a thousand in minneapolis and do a pop-up locally and get 200 people out like if you're popping and you know people and you're cool and you know what's up like you can do that and that's my that's my weird position i've I've been coming up to minneapolis for underground shows and events and i've been showing artwork at shows Mm -hmm. and underground rap shows for years yeah uh how long have you been in the cities for (sighs) bro so 2017 i graduated high school 2018 was my first year in college we had moved here in my second year of college, so 2019, the winter, yeah, you, you I was here. You probably missed the whole, like, there's this old rap group, like, or, like, creative group called uh, Black House. But I remember them. Yeah, you know Black House? Oh, yes. So yes. I used to come up Trust. and show my artwork uh, at so, their shows So back you then. grew up in Rochester. Mm-hmm. I grew up only 15 minutes away from the cities. Okay. So, yeah, I knew, like, a lot you of the groups. I would be in shows. I would come to shows here a lot. Okay. But I didn't start making music and, like, thinking about, like, the business of music yeah. until, until 2018 when we had created Waterwave. That's when I had, like, started taking trips to the city for yo, we're going to interview these guys or we're going to go meet up with these guys and stuff like this. That's when I started really networking. I was just like more of a bystander before all that and just kind of just more of a fan, I guess, of like all the different scenes and stuff going on. But I was rowdy because I was just quiet as fuck, but my friend was loud as fuck. Shout out my best friend. And uh, (laughs) we used to come up, I would show art and I was kind of our in. And then we just hang out and we would just like start mosh pits and shit. And that's yeah. how we start meeting people is they're like, damn, these guys are showing out and they they're don't even lit. know anybody. Oh, they don't even know the music. Like they're just here. So we just kept doing that different events, meeting different people. And some of those people from those early shows are some of my best friends. Now I do all their design work. We print in the same area, like out of the same space. Like we do a lot of stuff together now. Tough. I was going to move in with them, but just some stuff shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them now like produces and mixes all my music. Like, yep. So it's really cool um, how that works. And I know all the people that are doing stuff and I go to these events and I know all the people I tap in, but mm-hmm. I don't know the, 
I don't know people in the city. I'm not like knowledgeable or like I don't really. So that's the weirder part without being local. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, though, it's much more lucrative to have an internet following. Yeah. Because at the same time, it's like, yes, I'm from Rochester and out of town. So, mm-hmm. like, I can be happy here for a while, but I know I want to travel. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to be in a position where I'm locked up here. So I'd rather have yeah. the, the, the more lucrative no position. No cap. No cap. You just got to be able to, like, mentally tough it out because yeah. it is a little bit, like, stranger. Yeah. Because I think, I think that's, like, a really thing. That's a big thing that we're kind of doing is that we spent the last four years literally trying to build our name locally Mm. and then it's now it's like yo we built this name locally but it's like there's only so many people in minneapolis who are in the the art scene and doing stuff like that huh i was supposed to redo like the branding for waterwave in like 2018 Yes. Ricky 2019 maybe. Yes, no. Yeah, I, I was think supposed to redo that. Rick told me that you guys were you guys talked a lot like yeah. early early before like the thermal vision stuff. I was up on Waterwave like first couple of months that Ricky started doing this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was it uh, bro, I'm telling you, it was a freaking it was a ride. So like 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 uh, that's why I really wanted to ask you whether you would have rather gone the internet route or the local route because we kind of took that local route. And like you guys are known enough through the internet. Yes, but that's because of all the stuff that we did locally. Yeah, you guys did a lot of yeah. So like yeah, and I would say everything that we have on the internet is local. So Mm -hmm. it's like done here. So it's like most likely the people that are viewing it are people that were involved in the process, and then the fans of those people that were involved in the process. Right. So then it's like. It's like, yeah, you they start subscribing because it's their best friend on the platform or whatever the hell and whatever. And then we do just notice even like because our bigger push to our platform was like during the riots and stuff like that. So and even Call of Duty, that was like a whole different thing. And that's kind of. Yeah, we so so we went. Yeah, we went to the first Call of Duty event, uh, the first professional Call of Duty event when. Call of Duty asked all these billionaires and millionaires around the country to buy all these teams in their league. Then, the yeah, Gary V, the Will family, ended up buying a team for Minnesota, Minnesota Rocker. That's our Call of Duty team. Shout out them. No Coolest idea. people in the freaking world. They're the ones who got us into the first event. Fire. And they, like, gave us full media passes and everything. So, like, we like we knew the how the internet, like, perceives the Call of Duty world. Right. but. Like, we just didn't think that us posting a lot of those things would have blown. Yeah, like, and so it was basically just, like, interviews, post-game interviews, because this is the first time it's ever had this event. So all these people wanted to see post-game interviews, seeing people rage and, like, tee up on each other, all types of stuff. And, yeah, that, that was, like, a crazy, weird push. And, like, that was our first step out of the local scene like that and the george floyd thing was like because we were live streaming the whole time we were at riots and then we're just getting messages from all these random people like oh i'm sending support from new zealand sending support from turkey and you're just like bro what like what is this that's like daily now it's weird yeah like when i open up my site for drops now Mm -hmm. it's like crazy to see where all of the people that are coming in from literally it's i don't really like that's what i'm saying i still don't fully grasp it Mm -hmm. but yeah the internet's a it's a crazy place for sure you can do a lot of things with it for sure um and i think it's undervalued by some people and i Mm -hmm. think it's 
put in a position where people don't understand how easy it is. Yeah. Um, a lot of people base it on luck, but then you talk to, you hear about the largest creators. I mean, someone like Mr. Beast isn't going to tell you that it's luck. He'll tell you exactly how he did it. Yep. You'll see a creator like Ludwig on YouTube. He has mm-hmm. a whole video about where he paid people on Fiverr to basically create a video, just do the work, and he mm-hmm. wrote the script and the idea and everything. Yep. And it blew up. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, clearly there's a formula. Mm-hmm. And if you can understand the formula in anything right now, there's so much opportunity. There's so much. And that's the thing that's frustrating right now is, like, as we're getting older, you start to see a lot of people, like, start to do get into different things that they're, like, they're taking them off their route. Yes. You know? like, yes. Damn, damn, damn. Literally. I, I think it's just so crazy for me because, like, yeah, I've been making music for – almost as long as I've been in, in, in involved in this business. I've been making music my whole life, but like professionally making music has only been about four years. Yeah, but how much better are you now than you were four years ago? So much. And that's the thing that I'm saying is it, it's so weird when I see a lot of these younger guys coming up and then it's like, damn, I did that same thing and I promise you that's going to hinder your shit. Like, yeah. you know, like, or I, I did that same cringe concept or I was I was trying to be cool and have like this in my videos and right, like, right. bro, trust, like it's not even worth it. And it's like, you just see that and you're like, fuck, you can't tell everybody, you know, you can't, you can't you try can to help everybody. is preach a mentality mm-hmm. and show them proof. And that's what, so... Here's something that anyone that knows me will like, will, like, confirm is that all the time I'm always, like, explaining to people, like, my ideas and, like, my route or, like, my yes. philosophies on yes. life. I'm very just, like, open with that stuff. And I fuck with and that heavy. Appreciate I fuck it. with that heavy. But one of the big ones is, like, time and effort is the most simple solution to li- any problem or any desire mm. that you have. And that can go for, like, any route, and I can explain it why it works. It's like, dude, like, put it on, like, clothes, time and effort. Yeah. You'll learn and get better time and effort, though. Truthfully. The the thing that people forget is effort. People hit a level, and that's, you know, do you know what the Dunning-Kruger effect is? Uh -uh. The dunning Okay, so it's like we're imposter syndrome, if you've heard of that. Mm -hmm. That's exists on that spectrum okay it's basically you start off and you think you're pretty good at something right and then you try to learn more and you're like oh shit i learned how much i don't know yeah and then that's where imposter syndrome goes because uh, as you go across you're actually on like you're actually getting better yeah right? but until you actually start perceiving yourself as better yeah. you're not out of imposter syndrome uh, and that's the hardest thing for people to realize and that's where humility and humbleness is important true and that's where lately i've been learning to work on how to accept compliments better. Yeah. Because for, I mean, I've been better at this, but it was more more of a thing when I was like 20 or so. And mm-hmm. it was just like hard for, people would compliment some, and my only response would be able to be like, yeah, thanks, but like this, this, and this is wrong, you know, or something uh, like that. Uh, like and it's being like- Being too hard on yourself. The thing is, is you need to have those thoughts. You do. You just, I've learned that compliments are definitely not necessarily not the place to have those thoughts. No, and they're also not necessarily about me anymore, yeah. especially nowadays. It's like, oh, it's definitely more about this person. And mm-hmm. it's like, and, and also that's helped me have a better understanding of why do people appreciate this mm-hmm. and why do I not? Mm-hmm. And it's okay that it's not perfect and it never will be perfect. And the mm-hmm. second that I make something and think it's perfect, I'm going to be scared. I'm gonna be like that's not that's not good. No, because yeah. then I'm gonna plateau. No, that makes sense. You know, that makes sense. So no. you always gotta you always gotta be your worst critic, your harshest critic. You but that's do. like, 
it's so funny how like the corniest and most cliche shit is the most real shit but people overcomplicate it they do time and effort is literally it's so important even with stuff like relationship stuff time and effort if you put time and effort into it it'll work out friendships you know girlfriends stuff like that like it's important it's you know so people don't understand though that it's like not as easy as it sounds Mm -hmm. but it's easy to grasp hell yeah and i think learning to grasp a concept and being able to remind yourself of it when you're making decisions that are against that Mm -hmm. is basically it for sure yeah for sure that's how i've been moving the past few years and it's just been working Nah, for real. You heard it here from Topher, man. Time and effort. That should be your philosophy. If you I'm stuck, if you feel like there's there's something that's itching at you, but you think you're the goat, you're not the goat. Not take some time and take some effort and I'm go saying, back, man, because there's more that can be done. There's new heights that you can reach. Like, never be too hyped on yourself and understand that developing your taste is the most important thing to coincide with that. If there's anything to work on besides your direct skills is like taste. Okay. Inside and outside of whatever you're doing. For sure. So like develop good for me develop good taste with clothing, but I need to develop good taste in general. That's oh, what yeah. I mean, right? Oh yeah. Cuz if you can learn how to have good taste with clothing, you can learn how to have good taste with music or with like I love animation. Oh yeah. So like uh old like 80s 90s like like R-rated animation and shit mm-hmm. like Akira and like Full Metal and stuff like that. So Yeah. Uh, or heavy metal um, I don't know man It's like if you can have good taste in one thing It transitions yeah. And that's the biggest thing to focus on Because yeah. the more that you just trust your taste The way that you naturally do something Will be good And that will be your style Yeah. So you were just talking about a little bit of uh, Like Akira I want to know do you have apart from music and clothes What are your other hobbies? You touched into video games. I I just, I wrote this down. I don't know. I I know some people's hobbies are like gambling or like collecting. Do you do anything like that? Collecting. I like shoes. Okay. I mean, that's how I got into clothing was through shoes. Okay. Yeah. I just like being fly though. Yeah. Okay. I just like being fly in general. Like that that came from snowboarding though. Hell yeah. Yeah. But I, I love the snowboarding aesthetic That's that is shit, probably man. my favorite thing i was talking on one of our water wave effect podcasts yeah. um we do that every wednesday at six thirty two. make sure you guys tune in um we we were talking about that the game have you ever played ssx tricky yeah of course bro grew up on that shit mac was my dude bro on yeah, ssx yeah, yeah, tricky yeah, yeah, bro yeah, 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 and yeah. literally like like your steez reminds me a lot of mac steez but that's literally me too like that's what i was like i wanted so bad to dress up like mac bro like uh, for like just that's my goggles like the heavy baggy steez bro that was my shit my my, my philosophy is always i want to look like a cartoon character cartoon. i want to make co- i want to make clothes that look like cartoon characters so when Hell you yeah. start seeing me make these hoodies from scratch and stuff the hoods are going to be very structured yeah probably like poly filled you know mm-hmm. so that there's actual like it looks like bulbous and like yeah. fluffy, you know. It's like it looks more like a cartoon drawing mm-hmm. type deal. So that's kind of the idea behind my direction and style with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But as far as like passions and stuff like that goes, man, and and things I do outside, it's like not much beyond like the clothing and everything in there. I I love art. I love. I'm a huge art nerd. I love animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working on a graphic novel, I guess. 
um, over time. And I have routes now through some friends in New York uh, mm. for publication. Wow. It's like a two to three year process. I need mm-hmm. to, it's about a year to finalize writing for me. And, and I then know, a two year publication I know process. we talked about it a little bit. Yep. Um, I don't want, I, I don't want you to spoil too much of oh, it. For so sure. for the future, but could you give us a little bit of, an idea of what you are thinking about doing with the novel because so I, I yeah you explain it to me but i want you to explain it to them for yeah sure. if you're familiar with just cyberpunk as a genre right it was established in the 80s yep. through uh novels and like tabletop games mm-hmm. uh and then the 90s it was kind of more popularized like robocop terminator yep. uh matrix uh I, le- I I grew up at the tail end of that and then also seeing kind of more of the fulfillment of that sure. end you know and mm-hmm. it's like Neo Tokyo and like Akira and stuff like that and Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell. Mm-hmm. I'm huge on on that stuff. So it's definitely going to have some t- cyberpunk impl- like elements. Yeah. It's going to take from that genre heavily as far as like the stories are driven, tragedy. Sure. You know, it's not going to be comedy. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be like a shonen anime type deal. It's yeah. not going to be a manga. It's going to maybe have manga influence, but it's definitely going to be more like, if anything, probably direction from like 80s anime with okay. cyberpunk influences like Ghost in the Shell Akira. For sure. Do you think um so so I'd say then the anime is definitely one of one of one of the hobbies that you have. Would it's you a hot s- topic. It's trendy now. Yeah. I've it, been into that. That's I've my been, shit. Yes, yeah, I've <laughs> been on anime. I ain't anime, trying to I ain't bro. trying to be like that. I'm just saying I've just been chill. No, no. Year. And I and I've never been like in in on it cuz I ain't mm-hmm. like I don't know. I know homies have like obviously watched like Dragon Ball from way back, right? Yep. I just know like Cowboy Bebop and yep. Akira. I know the movies, and yeah. I've been into those since I was younger. So that's kind of yeah. where I'm at. Hell yeah! And would you say some of those inspire your designs, like your yeah, last maybe. drop? That's where the, the cybernetics drop. Okay, that and that's your right. That's the last one, right? Or am I tweaking? Cybernetics. I restocked in the last drop. Oh, you restocked it. Okay, yeah. And that's that's where that that cyberpunk. Yep, yeah. Because that's exactly what I saw. As soon as I saw it, that's exactly what I thought of, and I was like, "Damn, bro, this dude be doing shit for real." Exactly like Tetsuo. Yep. And then you literally explained to me the freaking the your your uh the the novel that you would like to do, and then I was like, man. And that's this guy be really tying all this shit into each other. Yeah, because the cause the hoodie's called the 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 TVC fifty seven A, right? Mm-hmm. And that's basically um gonna be a it's like an arm implant, like an arm modification. Yeah. Basically. And that's gonna like that's in the novel. In the novel. Yeah, wow. it's part of the graph it's a key element of the graphic novel. So it's like in the long run, it'll all tie back in. Yep. And the fact that I can say these things that I have been saying for years mm-hmm. and actually have an audience that's willing to, like, hear me out on it is mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. No, so you're really speaking cool. that shit into existence, bro. I've just been, like, and that's what I'm saying is the obsession with these things in my head. Mm-hmm. And I don't let go of them. Yeah. I don't hold a grudge, but I do with myself if I don't complete these If you things. don't complete it. Like, you can yeah, let it exactly. sit. You can let it sit back. Like, you can be like, okay, I'm doing this right now. But, like... I need to get back to that at some point. So my obsession flip-flops very frequently. Yeah. I had an issue with it where I would get to proficiency level, but I'd fear doing the work to get to mastery. And I realized that it was fear after a while. Mm. It was fear of just like, what what if I, why am I investing my time here when I could invest it elsewhere? Like I haven't seen return from this already. And then it was realizing that the gratification of these things is what I end up desiring when I don't do them. So when More. I try to transition to go to a different thing, yeah. then I come back and then I was in a bad loop of just back and forth. 
But once I got in my flip flop, it started being like tennis where each thing was he a said, hit. He said, now I'm here, I'm bouncing. Because literally it was like, oh, I leveled up in the painting, you know, and then I leveled yep. up back in the clothing and then the music's getting better. And then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm really seeing it. And now I can actually, now that I don't have to work at a day job, I can genuinely focus on all three mm-hmm. and genuinely do all the things that I want to do. For sure. So it's really just kind of like mellowing out now. Yeah. And it's been cool because it's definitely just the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. But it feels like the transition from being in the shit to mm-hmm. like actually having a real shot. Hell yeah. Yeah, is what Hell it yeah. is. Because it's obviously not guaranteed. All no. these things are still just up in the air, but these are the things that I'm going to stick to and try For to sure. accomplish. No, that's fire. And I don't take like, I don't know, because I'm so real with myself. I'm so real with all because one of the bad things with having like with once you develop good taste you can't because i don't think i have good taste but Mm -hmm. on but seeing how my work goes seeing how people react to my playlist you know Mm -hmm. people react to the clothes i wear okay people think i have good taste then i'm not going to take that too internally though and be egotistical about it but that's the thing with taste is it's just like it's so difficult to really understand when you have it good and you gotta find the right balance of not like thinking you're the shit and what mm-hmm. you think is the shit Hell yeah. you just gotta do what you think is cool. do it do whatever it. you think is cool is cool to you and if someone thinks it's cool that's fire but Hell if yeah. someone thinks it's weird whatever bro someone, yeah like i've never paid attention really too much to positive or negative mm-hmm. i appreciate positive stuff and i try to read them as much as i can mm-hmm. but i don't let it too much affect me. don't let it linger mm-hmm. yeah because i mean at the end of the day you always got to keep moving forward you always got to have like the next step you just can't sit and praise because i feel like that's where really that ego comes from is like sitting in praise yeah. and like not really feeling like you have something else to do after that exactly um uh, back into kind of like the hobbies i know you do play a little bit of video games you dabble in, pretty, in the video games a little solid. bit pretty uh, solid what uh i think you mentioned it already but what console are you on currently well currently ps5 Okay. I went through my, it's a whole thing. If you want to go, we'll go real quick. Yeah, yep. it was a PS3 hard at the beginning. Ooh. Transition into everyone else getting a PS4 and me being like, fuck, I have a decent laptop. So I was a PC <laughs> kid for a while. Okay. Got real deep into CSGO. Made wow. two Made two grand betting on sports games when I was like 13, 14. Jeez. Or on not sports games, uh, pro matches, esports wow. matches. And then slowly got out of that because I realized that just like the internet culture within that game specifically was just hella toxic. Yeah, I was like, it's bad, it's gross. I'm yeah. so like, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot about the internet and culture and stuff like that too through that. Um, got out of it, finally got a PS4, been more casual ever since. Oh, yeah. So I experienced my shit. That helped me relate to people though through high school. That really helped me to relate to everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then now you're a PS5 way, right? Mm-hmm. What are your favorite games on PS5 right now? Uh, I don't know. God of War is about to come out. I've been playing Cyberpunk Hello though, of course. Okay. Yeah, because it's finally good now. Are you? Yeah, you. you are you, you like it? I yeah, haven't played I it yet. So you obviously can only play it on like next gen or a PC. Uh huh. But I waited. I I just wasn't gonna play it on my PS4 because it wasn't playable. Yeah. And I just got a PS5 like last month. So right. I've been like having fun with that. Just grinding it out. You Chill. didn't. You didn't experience any of the bad then. Okay, because I do remember all the shitty reviews when they first came out. I tried to play it. I got halfway through the prologue when it first came out, and I was like, fuck it, I'm waiting a year or two. Yeah. It's like, whatever. That's okay. Hell yeah. But then uh, I play Apex. 
Apex. That's about it. I'm really chill though. We're a little Rocket League. Mm. Low Rocket League. Low Rocket League. That's from when I was like 16. I used, I got real into. Yeah, that. my cousins played Rocket League, so yeah. I played with them a little bit. That was that was when I dabbled in that. I, I was mean, good back when the game was newer, uh-huh. and now the skill ceiling is way too high. I just <laughs> play it very casually now. Yes, that's that's how I feel about Apex a little bit too. Me it's too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Apex, Fortnite, the Rocket League. Like, bro, I was on that shit super early, and then it's like. Then it's like they just add so much shit to the game so then people can become better and shit. And it's like... When I say I was a PC nerd, um, I was playing PUBG before it was (laughs) PUBG when it was literally called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. But it was literally just a mod for Arma 2. Because I used to play the DayZ mod, which is like a zombie. Yeah, I remember that one. So yeah, I I was big into that. CSGO and DayZ was my shit. I don't want to get too deep into this. This (laughs) You're getting me flashbacks, bro. (laughs) I'm sitting in a fucking room, bro. Huddled uh, up, just that's how like I wasted my first gap year after not going to college was getting back into that for like a year, and then I had to slump right out. Ooh, yeah. Hey, that's but it. that was part of your journey, man. It was nice. That's I feel like that's that's what you have to do, like because the thing is, is I redshirted my freshman year. We played football. Me and Eric. That's how we met each other and okay. shit. Uh, we played football in college together. I redshirted. Bro, I was on Fortnite every fucking day, bro. <laughs> Literally, like, like there was, like, a period of time, like, where I really was, like, trying to figure out what the fuck I wanted to do Can't with do, myself. Bro. Because, like, I, like, in, in River Falls, if you red shirt, you're not on the field. Yeah. Like, you're just not there. They call it a gray shirt because it's not even, like, a real thing that you can even do in D3. Yeah. So, <clears throat> basically, I'm just sitting here lifting with the team and shit. Damn everything's cool like i lift i go to class i have to go to like the the team like meetings but i can't play games and shit so like there's still like free time where you just feel like you're not like on the team like that you know what i'm saying and yeah it was just a pain in the ass and like i felt like i just didn't really know what to do so i just played fortnite all the time and then i finally like was like yo bro i used to record myself like making music all the time in high school why don't i just like start doing something here while i'm here yeah and like i just started recording myself and shit and like we started making tracks and our people in our college started fucking with it like we were just we were lit bro shit was lit on campus like it was different it was definitely different but i feel like you gotta sometimes like hit those slumps sometimes you do just gotta hit those slumps because then you remember what you're really Doing high shit. school was high school was just a uh, school in general was hard for me because I was confused as far as my positioning in society. Uh, I started smoking weed at a very young age when same. I was twelve. Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm a few, I'm a maybe yeah. a year or two right so after you, but got, yeah, got kind of smacked with that label at a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone still from my friend, obviously it wasn't yeah. like that big of a stigma, but it was still like that thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But then at the same time, like, I keep getting on student council every year. I do yeah. all these charity works. Um, I, I, like, through student council, I did a lot for the school. I wasn't just there doing T-shirt design. Yeah, I still yeah. did a lot. Um, Participating in right. all time. I'm taking all AP classes. Dope. Graduate with, like, a 1.8. 1. Yeah, I think, like, a 1.8 GPA. Okay. Just terrible. Yeah, but still, that's if you have tough passing. classes, that's crazy, though. Yeah, but I just shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. But I also am coming off of, like, at the time, like, eight concussions. So it's no, like, yeah. I was just confused in general throughout high school. And it was like, damn, I know how smart I can be. And mm-hmm. I also understand how dumb this is. 
Because the college I was going to go to was open enrollment. Didn't give a fuck what my GPA was there. Mm -hmm. If I got good GPA in college, I could transition after two years with that GPA. Yeah. So it really didn't matter, at least in my eyes at the time. Mm -hmm. But it definitely put me in a bad position as far as, like, not staying as motivated as I should have through high school. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, I mean, like... Would you say that there was a, yeah, you were definitely, like, would you go home and, like, just play video games? Like, would that be, like, your thing for, like, a little bit in high school? Yeah, not even. I don't even, I can barely even remember what I was wasting my time doing <laughs> in high school, man. I just wasted so much time doing nothing, just yeah. hanging out with the wrong people, yeah. just doing nothing. Rochester is a black hole, bro. It drags people in. That's how I feel about my city, too. Anyone that's still in Rochester, really, they just end up on pills. Yeah. You know, it's really sad. I see with a lot of people. And it's like, I don't know, I think that that's something that's helped me a lot in the long run is Mm -hmm. understand that I've had this perception since I was young of what my city is. And over time, I've seen it only fulfill that expectation. Yeah. And it can only, like, I'm just thankful that, like, it's more of a motivation to keep things going yeah keep pushing yeah rochester is just a funny city because like i don't know we we got uh what's his name young gravy he's yeah yeah hey man he's freaking repping right now i know he's repping matt is repping is he was he did he do you know what high school he went to yeah he went to mayo he's only two years older than me. so he went to the i seen him at a party like twice bro because my brother was his age yeah i used to like i'd like pop out whenever i got the intel yeah like, th- that grade they just liked me they're cool yeah me. so I saw, I saw him like twice at the party i wasn't cool i like barely knew him yeah I didn't, I didn't know him like at all but, okay yeah for sure yeah no i've seen see the thing is, is when we moved out here he was like in the industry and shit like yeah. popping off but he would be out here partying and shit you know in, like, that? Minneapolis, huh? Do you know him? Then? Nah, I do not know him personally you know like Von, that. Do you know Vonson at all? Yes. So yes, I do Vonson's know Vaughn personally, yes. That's so Vaughn is, Vaughn is the dude. I know him very personally. But I know Eric was invited by Vaughn and, like, I Bobby gotta, Raps. I got to say one them. thing, then, uh, while Vaughn's name is up, shout yeah. out to Vaughn Boolery. Shout out Vonson because, honestly, without him, I don't think I would have committed as hard as i did to graphic design wow why do you say that oddly enough so he went to he went to college with my brother in st cloud okay uh they knew each other just through rochester high school shit hell yeah uh and then he found out about my art my graphic design just through my brother i don't even know how it happened but he was always following that back in like high school and watching what i was doing yeah and then all of a sudden he starts doing all this shit with young gravy yeah and he's like yo i'm on tour right now do you remember roy purdy Yes. Yeah, so this is when he was popping. Yep. He has this song called Walk It Out. It's got like 13 and a half million plays Sheesh. on Spotify. I did the cover art for that shit. What? Isn't that weird as fuck? Yeah, what? Vaughn yeah. hits you to do that? Yeah, just random, bro. Also, he's got another artist named Billy Marchiafava, and I connected them. Yeah. I, like, I just found this dude's music one day, and I was like, yo, Vaughn, this kid's shit's right up your alley. So, and he signed them. What? So, yeah. so Vaughn... Tapped you in with Roy Purdy, basically. Yeah, I did his cover, and then I did D Bangs, who had a bunch. I was just tapped in with all these meme rappers. Yeah, random I know D Bangs. Sp- I yeah. remember D Bangs. I yep. did, I did D Bangs. He probably still has it. But I was supposed to go down. His dad like invited me to come down and ride dirt bikes on their ranch in Arizona. What? 
He like bought his son a ranch. I don't know. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so that was like hella weird. And I was like 17, 18. I was getting all these opportunities. Yeah. And I had a snowboard get stolen. So I reached out to a local brand here who offered to let me do artwork in exchange for a board. Wow. So I had all these opportunities that weren't massive, but mm-hmm. they were inklings of like, hey, it's more real and people, yeah. your opportunities are there and yeah. they are legit. Hell yeah. So. I feel like I feel like too, like if you if you're seeing opportunities like that, bro, you gotta you gotta know that you it's can so reach weird. For, That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. It's so weird because it's like just chilling there and all of a sudden something just flies by and you're like, Oh, I could grab that. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, but then it's just try, trying to make an understanding mentally of how can I make this into a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I just happen I'm lucky as fucking I stumbled into it. I'm not even gonna lie. You know, I've just Calculated, Like I said, I always have a plan. Yep. You know, but the plan was never two years ago wasn't to be making clothes. If you would have told me two years ago <laughs> that I had 80K for a, a clothing brand, I would have been like, what the fuck? What f- are you talk? talking about, bro? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, literally. that's. Yeah. I mean, I was, bro, when I met Eric, I was a freaking animal science major. I, so if you would have told me that we were doing this shit, bro. I probably like would have looked at you and like spit in your face, like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, like dead ass, bro. And now I'm sitting here and I can, cause I remember what happened was beginning of this year, I had posted that TikTok, yeah, right, and it hit like three million, and then that got <sighs> over to, to to Instagram, which boosted me up from like 500 to 3k. Damn. I told my friend, I'm like, bro, I might hit 10k by the end of the year, and here we are, it's October or November, <laughs> not the end of the year yet. I might do a hundred. Like, that's my goal is I'm going to try to push a hundred. Yeah. I think I could do it. No, you can. But it's just like, whoa. Bro. Whoa. Like, that much time. That's insane. Like, that is literally crazy, it's bro. the strangest thing. And now it's like, and the one thing is, like, I'm not over. I'm overwhelmed. But I understand that I feel like, given my direction, I feel like I'm almost, like, just the right position for me to be in like my me as a person my knowledge my personality my way that i carry myself and plans for the future oh yeah i'm like this is like the right opportunity to have happened at the right time for sure and i learned a lot prior to it and now i'm excited to see where it can go because mm-hmm. it feels like it's really now like they always tell you like your imagination is, is your limit mm-hmm. and now it's like okay it really is because there's substance i can stand on personally mm-hmm. and just completely eliminate the self-doubt yep and i've always tried we all try all the time to like shut down that self-doubt yeah but to actually be able to like let it rest yeah is like nice no for real it's for really real, nice bro. that's yeah. that's a blessing that's a blessing because now i'm just stressed over work not trying to make it yeah, yeah. i'm just stressed <laughs> over trying to finish the literally get it done get yeah. it all done on time and all that shit no i literally feel you it's crazy because that all that entire conversation came in from us talking about your favorite games. Yeah. So I do, yeah. <laughs> I do want to come back and, and figure yeah. out your favorite games, at least as a kid, as a child. What were uh, your favorite games as a child? Oh, I still play this one. I got back into this nowadays, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Oh, for the wow. GameCube. It's I've crazy because the now. community's been getting huge for Smash right now. Yeah, but specifically Melee, like okay. the one for the GameCube. I like yeah. bought GameCube controllers. Yeah. Brand, brand, old school ones, they're new in their mm-hmm. packaging still. Wow. From Japanese amazon 
Wow. Had to find my way there. Just found the plug. Yeah. Damn. So I got those, and I played through my my laptop like competitively online. Sometimes I play tournaments and shit. So. Wow. But that's super nerdy, so I don't even talk about that. <laughs> Y'all can forget you heard that. Forget you heard that he yeah. got that he got the GameCube at the crib. Unless you live in Minneapolis and you see me at Up and Down, in which case I will run you on 64. Ooh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just come tap he me. He said slide. He said slide to Up Down, bro. There, He's taking bro. everyone's change. I'm there, bro. <laughs> I want to do a pop up there sometime. Run this no, that would be tough. Mm -hmm. That would be tough. Yeah. Um, I really want to get into your music. Mm -hmm. Um, the I Feel collection. Yeah. I know that was like your first. That was your first real clothing drop online, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you incorporated your own music into that, and I yeah. love that. That was your beginning step into the 80k followers yeah, and people yeah, that yeah. you have now is like yo look at my clothes and listen to my music and get both of them together i don't know if you've seen it but i documented that whole thing have you I seen have it? Not. i have so not i have not because when you first explained it to me that was my first time learning about it so yeah. phil please fill in yeah. the audience of the i feel collection and yeah. the idea thought process and how did it go out how did it come out so um I feel weird because I don't know around the time a lot of uh organic fungi uh you know like shiitake mushrooms type deal going yeah. on <laughs> and uh I was just thinking a lot about like the design work mm -hmm. and this idea of just like I feel in a serif font I really like serif fonts if you guys mm -hmm. aren't familiar with fonts this might be a little foreign but mm -hmm. I wanted a serif font yep. italicized just tilted a little bit yep. and I wanted to extend one of the middle bars of one of the letters through so I did that with the f it was mm -hmm. italicized I wanted a lowercase i that's all I wanted and I'm like I feel is a great term for that and I did the under like the open blank and I'm like, huh, that's kind of sick. That's a good idea. And mm -hmm. I just left it at that. And I was like, oh, I feel electric because I kept saying that at the time. Yeah, I blame it on the I blame it on the fun guy. <laughs> but I just kept saying that shit around the time. I was like, I feel electric right now, you know, because yeah. what I used it as is flow state. Yeah. Um, and I did more researches on it. And I found out that what flow state is, is accessing theta waves. The production mm. of theta waves in your brain mm. which only happens when like REM sleep is going on or when you're like driving or yeah. heavily focused on something yeah it's like a, a hack and you can like hack your brain into it into flow state to just doing it yeah instead of like just falling into it you can so, just like turn it on and what I so learning that helped me learn that through the process of learning anything there is a milestone somewhere where you'll be able to trigger flow state automatically it just takes getting proficient with whatever you're doing having your sewing machine feel like it's an extension of you having your spray paint can yeah. feel like it's an extension of you yeah so once you hit that it's like oh now i can learn anything just knowing that at some point i'll hit that point hell yeah so that's what keeps me going with a lot of the things mm -hmm. and that's what i feel electric came from i was like i looked into it and i'm like oh it's literally electric synapses in your brain that's tight wow so then i was like well now i need to fill out this concept so i was like okay <laughs> i feel great and i feel love those are kind of half-assed yeah. but i feel loved ended up being the best song i've ever made i don't even recognize who's on that i don't know who the <laughs> fuck that is bro i had a beautiful voice <laughs> no you did you yeah. did yeah, i that's fucked a good song. i fucked with it really heavy bro and like um it, it's it's just the concept is so beautiful and then yeah. all 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 over it it's like you ended up coming out with this project and then you even auctioned off the clothing and sold out and people bought it for a lot more than yeah. you expected. Yeah. So did did you 
was it like a bundle? Did you give the album no. with, or it was just like, yo, go listen to this album, and this is the clothing that the album so, inspired, or the opposite way? The original idea, once I was having it, was like, okay, I want to release these things, yep. but I want to do them in person. Mm. But I was like, fuck, I, I don't have the knowledge or time to make enough of them to sell a round of them yeah. at a premiere event and then sell the rest online. Mm. So I let the auction begin in person, and people mm. could uh, commit their their higher their highest bids early. Right, okay. basically. So I, but at that point, I'm like, well, now I need something more for the event. I need to film the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So luckily, I was like, okay, I could just make the whole thing look old school, film it on a phone, do VHS effect, right? And I was like, or I could just use a VHS camera. So for four months, I'm lugging around this VHS camera everywhere to the studio, to the <laughs> fucking printing area, just everywhere, always just wow. filming. Wow. So I filmed the whole thing, spent about a month editing the whole video, and then had a whole little pop up where we did a double premiere, premiered it twice, had all the homies come out, and wow. it was a cool-ass event. That's dope, bro. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah, bro. Um, it was uh, the start of all of it, oddly enough. Do you, what what kind of genre would you say that your music is? Like, I, I know that you're more, like, in the hip-hop lane, like, more right. rap hip-hop lane, but what kind of rap hip-hop would you say that you are? Dude, I don't even know. I'm still finding my lane, mm-hmm. whatever I like, whatever I enjoy the sounds of. Oh yeah, it changes all the time. No, it does. I feel like there's a lot of different Question, stuff. I, bro. Yo. Can we pause quick? I yo. gotta go to the bathroom. Yes. Um, we don't have an ad, but we can pause, <laughs> pause. really quickly. Is there? Do we have anything to run, Jackson? Honestly, no. No. Okay. So during this, yes, uh, we. Yep. So we're gonna open this door. Once you go straight, there's. You see the door at the end of the hallway. Yep, you go left, and then you'll go down the stairs, and then go all the way down the hallway, and then you'll see the restroom. Okay. Yes, sir. But, hey, while we're waiting, <laughs> we have a special word from our sponsors, a Northern Chill. Um, if you have never drank water, you need to get hydrated. Um, that's my first thing that I'd say. But Northern Trill is a natural alkaline mineral spring water with um, 7.8 pH. It is America's water. It's born true from polar Wisconsin. And this is just like, it's a vibe, man. It's made in the USA. You can't really go wrong. It's beautiful, thirst quenching, and amazing. So that's that's Northern Chill. And we, we, we love our sponsors, man. We love y'all. We love y'all, Northern Chill. Go get yours. Go get a pallet today. I don't remember what our code is, so, <laughs> so somebody could go look up our code, but we'll probably maybe go look up one of our past videos or something. But as we're waiting for Topher to get back, man, I really appreciate y'all for tuning in, tuning in to the podcast. This is one of my first podcasts. I know we are going kind of long here going kind of long going in it but man there's a lot of stuff that we want to talk about this dude's a really talented dude he does a lot um i like to think of myself as a multi faceted individual a person with uh more than one hat i guess you could say i don't really like to say the term master or or jack of trades because jack of all trades because then people always say you're a master of none but i feel like if you if you wear multiple hats you can have a mastery in understanding hats to a certain extent um but yeah that's 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 my thing is um definitely talking to the people with multiple hats he's made it back he's made it back 
It's all Gucci. We got to do our, our ad promo in between you leaving, and we got to just chop it up a little bit. I was drinking too much of this Northern I swear, chill. man. Too much Northern Chill. Too He's fully hydrated. Chill. Yes, sir. Ski. <laughs> um, but I guess we were just talking about your music. Um, <laughs> just talking about, uh, I guess, the genre that we'd say that you kind of fit in. And yeah. I'd say that your stuff does move around. It floats around. Um, but I feel like, to a certain extent, you do have a very good understanding of conscious like rap music yeah to like. a degree that's i grew up really into like dizzy right mm-hmm. listening more when it goes to old school music yep. like like the slower 50 cent mm-hmm. like i was into like mini men when i was a young kid that okay. was one of my favorite song yeah and like i don't know a lot of tupac a lot of uh bone thugs i feel that in that realm i feel a lot of old soul and a lot of like tribe Okay. Um, was what I was really listening to when I started making music. Yeah. And then the funny thing with me is I have the inability to find a lot of artists who end up blowing up big time yeah. way early. Yeah, same. So like Anderson Pack, I saw him before he even had the name Anderson Pack. You're wow. He went by Breezy Lovejoy, and he was a drummer for a different artist named Watsky, oddly enough. And he was on tour with him at the Varsity. Mm-hmm. He goes, hey, I'm going to open up this set for everybody. I just changed my name before this tour to Anderson Pack, so some of you guys may know me as Breezy Lovejoy. Sheesh. Opened the whole thing with a drum set. Sheesh. Grammy Award winning artist now. Now, yeah. Jack Harlow found him, like, years years ago right yep. saw that trajectory from yep. the minute that was going oh on. yeah it's like so many artists and it's like okay that's also though feels like how my taste always goes though is like i always feel like it it's yeah. a f- genuine development of all these different sounds yeah but then seeing them find success it's like okay now it kind of morphs back into my own style for sure it's kind of just like picking and pulling from everything i've ever liked hell yeah so it's hard to really pinpointed at this point mm-hmm. and i think over time once i fall back into more consistent releases it w- we'll find more we'll of find that. more of that style but i also don't want to limit myself i want to yeah. be able to jump into some hyper pop shit i think it'd be funny as hell to spend a year working out and get do you know who jaleel is bro so that's what i was gonna i was gonna tell you get buff and just no. make hyper pop for a year that'd be funny as fuck. see that's you know it's the funniest story in the world is that's what i was gonna tell you was that's one of the artists that I found originally really? before he blew up. He's was Jaleel, bro. I literally have a song with him, bro. Really? It's so crazy. It's really? so fucking crazy. He's insane. This man fucking, bro, we knew it, bro. Like, the craziest thing is when I first hit him up, bro, I paid this man $100 for a feature. Fire. $100. Bye. I got my Jaleel feature for $100. There you go. The rest of you niggas, <laughs> the rest of you niggas can suck dick. But, <laughs> but no, on some real shit, though, like, I saw this man on Instagram breaking shirts. Like, bro, this this man only had like a thousand, two thousand followers on Instagram. I'm just seeing this kid in LA just ripping his shirt up and and then he's just jumping through tables and shit. And like TikTok wasn't even a thing yet. Yeah, Yeah. so TikTok wasn't even a thing. So he's just posting all this shit on Insta. I'm just like, damn, bro, this dude's like lit, bro. Like I don't know why, like what's going on here. And then I'd see him like he'd be like 
trying to get into like no jumper he'd be on their like vlogs from time to time just like just trying to get his name and himself out there and i was like bro i i respect your grind and your hustle and shit because i was just watching him even from him i think he was from maryland and then he came over there to la to live over there he was living with like versus xx all these other guys that are like in the industry now and like just connie are you kidding me his producer like all of them like it was just crazy just watching it, like watching this evolve, happen yeah. and evolve. And then it's like, I asked him, I'm like, bro, I just respect the grind. Ask him for a feature, whatever he charges me. And I'm like, yo, like, this is like around like the Asta La Vida time, like when he's coming out with this shit. And still, before TikTok, then all of a sudden, like, TikTok's a thing, bro. I'm. I was on some needed. other shit. I, in 2022, in 2020, I was on some whole other shit. Yeah, I was on some. Him? I was on the stocks, bro. <laughs> oh, that, this no. is the fun guy. This is what the fun guy did to me yeah, in 2020. You gotta so be like, careful bro, so I that. hit, I hit the stocks, bro. And then I was fully like in the rabbit hole of, bro. This world isn't real, bro. Like, Crypto, fuck bro. society, bro. This world is just crazy, <laughs> bro. Everyone's a pedo. All this like Sounds dumb like shit. Like fucking sneako. Bro. Bro, bro, yeah, like a top. So, so G, this, bro. so this, that's the rabbit hole that I fell into. So oh, I couldn't. Man. I'm over here thinking Sheesh. TikTok is a Chinese conspiracy. Right. We're being spied on. Do not touch that shit. I'm out here preaching that on my Snapchat. All types I'm of dumbass shit. I'm proud of your recovery, bro. I I recovered and I'm now like going strong. I'm going hard on TikTok like a motherfucker. Yeah. But like, I'm just saying oh, though, I seen that shit. And then all of a sudden, bro, I see Jaleel start posting TikToks of his shit. And I'm like, hold on. Let me get on this fucking app real quick. I look at his shit. Bro's like at 500K. I'm yeah, still looking at his Instagram. His Instagram just turned to 10K. I'm, oh, You yeah. could just tell he's like a bro, born entertainer. Yeah, he's doing this. I was like, bro's really doing this. He's about to push the industry He's got now. me inspired, bro. I want to tell me that wouldn't be fun as fuck to just get fit as fuck for a year. For real? Yeah, made two years. And get, just, get a good commitment going. Just be, bro. And he's yeah. grown. He's grown. Oh, like, yeah. he's he's not a young dude. No. Like, he he has that young energy. Him and, him but, and Toby Lou. Yeah. Toby Lou's also growing. He's like 32. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's also buff as fuck. So I feel like Toby looks more like the grown man. Yeah. But Jaleel, he's like a kid's favorite right yeah. now. Like, he, he's touched that level in the industry. He found that it's the like, perfect balance. He's just got great energy. Good he energy. does. So that's the thing is, like, I want to fall into that route, too. I'd mm-hmm. love to be able to hit my upper, my upper echelon. But the way that I see my trajectory is, like, I think I could be doing that late 20s, early 30s like them and, like, yeah have that part and like after making the connections and just transition life into a healthy positive direction and like yeah. everyone around me would be support like that's the way man hell yeah bro. Have, have a happy family at that point you know just kind of like that's what i'm looking for mm-hmm. bro enjoy my 20s <clears throat> in the pocket mm-hmm. life's good right now bro i got a girl right now yeah I'm fucking just working with all this shit how's that how's 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 the love life man? beautiful beautiful it's beautiful man would you say that um before how long have you guys been dating uh you know like two years two years okay no beautiful healthy Mm -hmm. long relationship yeah uh was how was your dating life before your girlfriend uh it was interesting interesting yeah i was a player you were a player you were a ladies man a little bit i was kind of bouncing through my through my ways i had shorter hair too (laughs) it was a little more a little little less intimidating really i kind of hide behind this cowl now where like people i kind of just like get i I notice it nowadays 
I just like keep my hood up and my hair's all long and shit. It's kind of like less, I don't know, less low outspoken key. now. Yeah, more okay. low key now. No, I feel but you. Back then, yeah, I was kind of off the walls, off my rocker. <laughs> you know, I had my time. He I'm said, I have my time. He said, I'm smoothed out. Moved up to the cities at 19, had a nice little apartment, bro. I was okay. Chilling. Okay. It was nice. Never went to college, but I bounced around college times. Okay. So, so you lived cool. the city boys' lifestyle a little bit. Yeah, it was cool. For it was sure. Cool. Did, but. I was about to get into it though. In the pocket, bro. That's my favorite song. That's by a you. crazy song. That's my absolutely favorite fucking song. With that Shiloh Dynasty feature or like <laughs> the sample. sample. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's beautiful. That's fire. It's beautiful. What uh, can can you just like take me through like where you were at if you can remember when you recorded that? Shit, man. That was when I had just moved out, so I was in that apartment. Okay. And I was like really just understanding like. I, so I had just I was doing the reason why I moved to the cities and I was touched on that very briefly earlier was to do shows organize yep. events yep. and I was doing that in Rochester very consistently and that's what you know well not very consistent I did it twice but I had sick turnout both times 200 at the first one 300 mm-hmm. at the second one and we did it at, in an office space the first time and then at like a real venue the second time and it really was cool gave my friends a platform to do the shows and that's kind of where that desire comes from Mm. and that's what we were doing back then yeah so shit where were we going with that (laughs) um we were basically just i I mean i just wanted to know the process of of creating in my in in the oh yeah yeah so i had i was doing that and that's where the opening bar comes from because that kind of sets the whole pace for the whole song is i'm in the pocket and catching the pass yeah because i was like hold up like shit let me make some music too let me not yeah. just put on these shows let me put on the show and put myself on stage because yeah. then i'm like hold up because not only am i like throwing the pass i'm also like getting up on a stage catching it you know yeah. what i'm saying so i yeah. thought that bar was fire and then the rest of the song kind of flows from there yeah i know i know too like your your flow was just so different than a lot of your other songs on yeah. that on that one yeah. and i know you said like you do love your voice on i feel loved but i'm telling you your voice was killing no, on I know. that, that one one's too, fire bro. too same with like automatic yeah automatic's got fire voice yeah. too that's probably where that shit's going for to be sure honest. For sure, and you've done you've done a lot of collabs in the city. Yeah, um, I know. I know. Creative is one of like the bigger groups too that you've worked with. Um, worked who, with Skin Tones. Skin Tones. I love yep. Skin Tones, bro. Those are some of my favorite people so in the world. What have you done with Skin Tones? I help them behind the scenes on a lot of things. Some of their M24 productions, stuff, like some of their video stuff they were doing. Like, okay. there's a GoPro video out there that you could find. There's a uh, I paint their signs sometimes for their for their events and their backdrop. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I went to they bring me around. We we spend time together. For sure. Went to the Timberwolves game with them. Saw for Casey sure. perform. So they're good shit. I really appreciate them as people. And I've known Donnie since the old Black House days. Yeah. Met Antoine and Fawn somewhat like two years ago a year and a half ago yeah so but that's been a kind of it's been a really healthy relationship yeah i worked on an interview with them at some point but that's kind of back burner at the moment yeah in a collab and and uh you collabed with the black black in back in the black house yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so it's crazy because that was like some of my first like um real touches into like the underground scene of minnesota i remember i met dre nasty at like yeah, some <laughs> yep at, at, at like a show it was like one of their shows that they had and we had a friend out here that went to college at the u and we were hanging out with her for the night one of my other friends whose name was dre from wisconsin mm-hmm. and um dre nasty was just like yo bro like at the party like 
everybody everybody got a freestyle and shit like and bro we were just like oh my god we were like these two kids from wisconsin like fuck bro <laughs> like yeah we make music and shit and this just girl brought us here because we fuck, make music oh, no. but then now we're just like fuck it we're gonna freestyle in front of all spot. these fucking people on the spot they all know and, each other they yeah, all know who the fuck you are. but it was so cool because he like showed love <laughs> like they were cool they as fuck cool and they shit. all showed love bro and they were all turned as fuck and it was just like yeah. even though we weren't probably that good at rapping at the time or whatever yeah, like you, bro. bro they hyped us that bro. was all that whole scene was all love all the time bro. for real that's and that's them, and man. that's literally like why like that was my first like memory of black house first memory of dre nasty meeting him yeah, that's where and, i met like papa and philly and yep, all of them yep I, and it's crazy because i didn't know how big the group was yeah. i was kind of like I knew more of like the Dre Nasty, Johnny XO, CK, like Zodiac uh, group. CK. So that, cause they were a lot closer to my grade. I know CK because he used to ride up Buck Hill with me. He's a skier. He's oh, a skier. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, they're a really cool collective. They are. Really cool collective. I mean, they kind of, that, that all fell apart. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, they were, they were that was a good, that was a good time. Man. It was. Yeah, bro. I'm very happy to have existed within that and played For my real. own, just like small, minor role in it. It For was real. fun, man. That's dope. I got to meet other people and really just good connections from there so yeah yeah no i i think that that's what's the most crucial for me was being able to not give a fuck and just go to events by myself and just stand around awkward as fuck and try to make small talk with people who don't know who the fuck i am Mm -hmm. and that's what i was saying earlier it's like at a certain time everyone just got to a point where they were like i see this dude with the long curly hair everywhere i go at every event i go to he's always there but i've never met him they're like, who is this guy? And that's kind of just what it was. It was just going to things I wanted to go to and showing love. And over time, just meeting the people that are doing it. Shit, that's how the first time I met you happened. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, who the hell is this dude? I just got to go say what's up to him yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. And we got a little fit fit check video yeah, of you. Yeah. And, hey, the story the story fully continues, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess, how did you um, – Cause you did all the murals inside of Creative Minneapolis. Yep, how did those. that? How did you get into doing that? I used to do graffiti when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. And how did they enlist you to do that? Uh, I so Urban Jungle. Yep. Uh, I've been going to Urban since they like opened. So we've okay. been tapped in with them since way back. Damn. That's even my, from Rochester, you were pulling up here to go to Urban Jungle. They used to backdoor us into their old garage sales. What? Those are the homies Tommy and them and, and Tyler. Yeah. And Jeffy. I know Jeffy from snowboarding. Okay. He was actually on the pro team that I did the art for when I did the illustration. Okay. Um, And I've known him. He's just same thing with snowboard hills where it's like I always see this kid. Yeah. But then my friend, my best friend, he was really tapped in through the clothing scene. So he just knows Tyler. And then we got really tapped in through everyone through there. Damn. And then they painted the graffiti at the old urban jungle spot in the alley there i painted one of those walls and then tommy's tommy's wife was like hey let's do something creative i was like let's do it damn yeah and ever since then that's it's just been all love and creative man hell yeah bro no that's amazing we just we just threw a show in creative and it was probably i'd say one of our better best turnout shows we've had the amount of people but like profit wise that was probably one of our most profitable shows we've ever done and it was amazing it was it was dope yeah really cool space really dope artwork and i just i didn't know that until recently and i was like damn holy shit bro that was before my time man that was back when i was just like not many people knew me i was just kind of like in and out of places on a ladder but it was you like, touch so much like that's you what touch i love to so see. much bro. that's what i that's my favorite part about it is i might not know everybody but whenever i go to these events like 
My homie Slim. Do you know Slim at all? Yes. Slim, Slim Levi. I, so, yes, we're neighbors with Piff across that's, the street. So when I was saying some of my best friends who uh, I almost moved in with, that's Slim and Basie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Basie produces, makes some masters with me. Yep. I play video games with him. I so. rock with Slim Heavy. I love his, bland, his brand. I do his designs. Slim. Oh, you do his design. That's what I was saying. I do all his design. Wow. Yeah, I got I got to send him some shit when I get home, actually. Sheesh. But, yeah, so, like, that's what I was saying is, like, I have touched so much. Like, I go to these events, and I see everyone wearing the See No Evil hats, and it's like, yeah. oh, remember when that was on my Photoshop file? Like, <laughs> that's what's cool. And, like, going to, like, skin tones and be like, oh, I did the backdrop over there and, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, all right, this is, this is real. It's cool. I have my mark in my community, and that's what I enjoy. Tough. Bro. You know? And it, I'm not – I'm – I'm wanting to get the full experience and it will happen someday of being able to like have the pop up where we get like 500, 600 people and we got it crazy. It's I want, coming, bro. I want thermal vision to be the thing that the cities can get behind and something that we can like champion our own people under. It can. It and, can. And, and it will. I think it will. I think it will. And I think that's why I'm interviewing you here today because like, bro, I've from the, like I said, from the day that I met you, bro, <laughs> it was weird. I just seen it. But I didn't know that it was yours. I didn't know that you owned it. But I was like, bro, whatever that is on that dude's back right now, (laughs) that shit's going to blow, bro. That shit's going to go stupid. And then then it happened that I met the creator on the day that I saw that design. And I'd never seen it anywhere else like like that. And I was just like, bro, bro, literally like that's that's why I feel like a lot of the times like doing what I do here, doing this and stuff like in this realm everything just happens for a reason you meet everybody for a reason you guys cross paths for a reason and it was like yeah i just i know that the thermal vision's vision can go so much farther and it's gonna you're gonna have thousands you're gonna have lines of motherfuckers outside your shit waiting waiting for a hoodie and this shit gonna be sold out they're gonna be sick bro like that's that's the thing bro i I want it to be i want it to be cultural though i want it to be more than just the clothes hell yeah you know i don't want it to just be that I no. want it to be whatever it can be. For sure. It's like, sky is the absolute limit. Absolute. I, w- I want to do... Because if, if I structure it right, right, and I continue to do the things I want to, and I'm able to do this graphic novel that I want to do, mm-hmm. my long-term plan with that is to be able to do more animation stuff with that. Right. And I think right now and over the next 10 years, we're already seeing it, but the big breach of Japanese animation with American yeah. studios is really happening, and it's like... <laughs> being able to play a role in that yeah. and potentially a major role at some point is yeah. something that I have my eyes on and like that is near and dear to me too and like that might be 15 years out 10 years out but I'm working towards that it's actively. good to start thinking though. and it's like being able to to really have just a cultural phenomenon that people that are into just whatever the fuck they like mm-hmm. can hopefully find something that they enjoy within this Mm-hmm. But I still want my hands on everything, you know. I still want to be able to do everything, and I know I can. I know this can happen. For sure, it's very ambitious. For sure, if I were to break it down entirely, it would take days. Days? No, I mean that's that's why we're that's why we're like almost we're two hours into this thing. Yeah, no. So either. I I mean I I uh, we're gonna wrap it up here soon no, though. No worries. But I do want to know what are what is the favorite collab that you've done, or if you can name like a top th- two of them. What is the favorite collab um, that you've done? I mean, I did one recently with this brand and my friend Jack out of the United Kingdom uh, named Rough Cut is the name of the brand. Okay. We just worked on these two, like, balaclavas together. But he's a super cool guy. I love him a ton. We talk on Discord and bounce back. And we had very similar brand trajectory at the beginning of the year. So we really connected at the same time. We're going through the same growing pains and the same just 
feeling of like I don't even know who to ask about these mm. things or who to talk to about these things and so he's really cool I love Jack rough cut official is what the Instagram is but mm. um outside of that probably the snowboard one where I gotta do the art for that because that's oh. like childhood like really fulfilling that Hell for yeah. me Hell yeah. Being able to like do art that I can see in the back of a snowboard flip book that's in a snowboard yeah. shop. Like mm-hmm. that's how I got the job at the shop when I moved up here. It was like, hey, because uh, my friend was working there and they were like, cool, man. And I was like, hey, do you have like this booklet? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, yo, flip to this back page. They see it and it says art by, and it was my name. I'm like, yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. That's so. so fucking fire, bro. Super cool. That's so fucking fire. It's I'm glad that I'm glad ride. that you got to fulfill that been a fun very rewarding like ride Mm -hmm. that's been like consistent growth not super fast but it's going do you think that feeling rewarded has kept you going um yeah yes and no because there's times where i don't feel any of the reward Mm -hmm. like i think that some of it and a lot of the rewarding feelings come from being retrospective yeah looking back on things yeah um but in the moment i think a lot of it comes from stubbornness oh yeah just like uh not like that's where the root of the actual effort of like starting to try on anything came from is like knowing that i would regret not trying oh yeah and that's where anyone's like what's your biggest failure as an artist if anyone has ever asked me that question which i mean i've gotten it's like i've gotten it sometimes it's like you can't fail as an artist unless you don't try that's the only unless you stop there's no fucking way unless you stop or don't even start like there's no way as long as you're actively doing something creative and that's where People take that information so blindly and think, let me just do this aimless effort task. Yeah, Yeah. no, like you have to be calculated. You got to learn. You got to develop taste, thought, Mm -hmm. you know, precision. You as a human, you have to understand that you you have to learn how to be a good person. Yeah, no, for real. I think that's key, too. I don't think that you can be a bad person to make it in the world today. No. I mean, I mean, you can in you can in shady yeah, ways. Yeah, in, in, shady in this ways. in this industry, I will say that there are very shady people who are doing things very shadily to get to where they're. But they're they don't be, they don't get to where they try to portray themselves as though. Yes, that life is a lot seedier, a lot greedier, a lot yeah. less profitable, a lot less profitable, a lot less lucrative yeah. than you could think. No, and and at the end of the day, you don't feel good about no. yourself you can't go to bed feeling good and you don't die feeling good for sure that's what i'm saying yeah but um i guess um apart from your favorite collabs what are your favorite clothing brands from minnesota uh uh fucking another one of my biggest inspirations uh flamanti f-l-a-m-a-n-t-i another individual creator he kind of really pioneered the idea of sewing images onto like car hearts and stuff which mm. is really the direction that my brand yeah. went into yeah. and I, he was a huge influence on me and i had no idea up until like six seven months of making my brand that he's from minneapolis oh wow i was like what the f-? i went to urban jungle and in their basement they had a pair of his pants up and i was like damn you guys got flamantes and he was there like yeah he brought those when he came through i was like what and they're like yeah he comes there like a decent amount damn it's like what Damn, crazy! And he's huge. He's like big. He was pop. I mean, he was giving shit to Juice World. A lot of people. He's kind of. He posts maybe once a year nowadays, but for a while there, he was like it, going crazy. Yeah, it's what really put me on to this direction initially, and then seeing Pythia's direction was like the follow up. Is like the one two was those two of my biggest clothing inspirations for sure. Do you have a favorite music artist from Minnesota? Um, it flip flops. I'm a, from a, like conscious rap kid, like atmosphere growing up in that route, oh, like that's okay. it. But like, 
I think the collective that there's a collective that's entirely underrated and that's like Slim's collective. Okay. A group of guys like Few Bucks that hang around with them. So basically it's like Spamonte, S P I M M O N T E. Most underrated one of the most underrated artists in all of Mini- in all of Minnesota. For Hands sure. down Basie, B A S E Y. I've heard of him. Number one producer in Minneapolis, in my opinion. Okay. Um great talented engineer, mix and master, and then Slim. You know, Dope. so those are some of my favorite local artists. Oh yeah. But I think that that collective, that group, if you start looking at them on Spotify, you'll see them all start featuring on each other. Anyone that's featured on any of their projects, just go home, look those names up, and just start listening. I guarantee you, yeah. you'll be impressed. Yeah, no, I've I've been fucking with a lot of Slim shit, man. That's mm-hmm. why I, I always make sure to try and show him love and shit whenever I can. I can see him. I think I saw. Him. Sonic Fabrications post from yeah. him yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's what made me want to go and then I was like oh shit Thermal's gonna be there too okay cool man this is gonna be I can at least finally pick up some pieces because yeah. you know I'm, I'm just not a very good online person yeah. I like to when I have I have a store here I like to try on my clothes I like to right. make sure that I wear them and like right. be like okay man this fits this looks good I just I, I have like the weirdest thing with the online purchases yeah. but yeah, when I finally got to put on y'all shit, and I was like, "This is it, bro." Yeah, basically really too it. though. Um, he produces all of Slim shit and does like mixing and mastering too. I mean, mm-hmm. Slim's been doing a lot of his own production lately. Yep. But uh, basically, has a sick uh, like DJ production project where okay. he features a couple times. But that has everyone that I fuck with personally oh, yeah. on that project right there. So, oh yeah. If anyone at home needs something to listen to from Minneapolis, basically right oh. there. Look it up, Slim oh. Spamonte tough okay man so lastly i also want to ask what is hidden village hidden village yes it's currently being rebranded okay i did see that yep but what originally was hidden village and what are we now rebranding it to yeah so hidden village was the live shows i was doing in rochester Dope. Um, it was just fucking cool, dude. I don't even know where the the name the name just because I needed a name to promote shit under and I didn't really have the illest ideas for anything. Um, I was just like, alright, I'll run with this. The actual events were sick. It was the coolest photographers in Rochester. Yeah. They, you can do this in any. By the way, this is my best advice to anybody anywhere in the world. You can do anything anywhere with this advice, right? So listen up. Li- seriously, like. <laughs> You're like, oh, I live in Des Moines. I can't do anything. Fuck you. All right, you can mm-hmm. do it. Oh, I only have 10,000 people in my city. Go to a place that's close by that has a little bit more maybe. Well, like mm-hmm. 50K, maybe 100K. But, like, you could pop off in any city that's within driving distance. Literally. So what you do is you basically get the best videographers. Yep. Right? And then you get the best musical artists, top three, four. Right? Probably you want hip-hop, maybe like an EDM guy. Mm-hmm. And then you want to get yourself a space. And then visual artists slash vendors, right? And, like, actually do your research. Find people that people are fucking with. This is where developing taste is important. Get a good collective of, like, 10, 15 people for a lineup. And you can organize a show anywhere and build yourself on that list as either a vendor, a visual artist, or a musician, or whatever the fuck you want. And then you get the best local photographer to come do it. This way, everyone involved is a local person who's getting work. They're also all local, so they're all going to support each other. Mm -hmm. You get to give the actual people there something to provide. Mm -hmm. And then the person that's doing all the content, who is, once again, a local person, provides all these local artists with content to share online. Hell yeah. So, like, it's just a win-win-win from everybody. And you get to travel, or you get to do it locally. And you can do a successful show with that. It just takes – give yourself two months 
you know and then have a real like three weeks of proper promotion and you're set hell yeah you heard it man anyway if you in a small town man you better get off your ass right now you better get off your ass don't you can be the one no big city man you can be the one who does it in your town and turn up that city you can do it's so fucking easy you Mm -hmm. just gotta rally them especially when they're smaller when there's when there's not not as many people it's easier to kind of sway them towards your one there's one key mistake right that everyone makes and even in a big city everyone makes this mistake too and it's organized organizing an event and thinking that everyone that they invite to be a part of it without meeting with them in person without bringing everyone together they think that everyone's going to take it serious and treat it like their own show yeah you gotta get your group of 10 people that are going to be involved in that show and bring them out meet with them and set that shit up proper and that's how you do it that's the simplest way there's no don't try to just do shit through the internet and tell people to pull up it doesn't work hell yeah so what's what's the plan for the push for 100k Plan for pushes to keep dropping ill shit. I got some of the coolest designs I've ever made coming up here. Oh, I already shit. know I'm about to hit. I already know one of these hoodies that I'm gonna drop should hit algorithm again, and yep. then that'll pop me maybe 10k. Yeah. And then we're just looking at another 10. Yes, sir. And that's that's it's doable. Sheesh. I'm not gonna be hard, bro. I don't care. It's a number. I don't give a shit. But no. why not, bro? Yeah. No. And I'll put my kick myself in the ass. No, it's a good to goal to have, yeah, bro. Yeah, You're there. You're exactly. almost there. It's time. Uh, lastly, I guess, what is the future for Thermal Visions? Uh, We've wor- talked about it. We touched on it for sure. So worldwide, yeah, baby. <laughs> just getting worldwide. That's pretty much. I want to be tapped in worldwide with the travel. I want to yes, be tapped sir. in with all of the different mediums that I'm impressed with that I have a passion for. For That's sure, about bro. it. I don't want to leave any stone unturned over time. Okay. But I'm not losing any side of focus with the clothing. That's always going to be like the the pillar. That's one of my biggest passions in life is that. So that's always there, not going anywhere, but everything else is going to start surrounding it. For sure, bro. Well, well Topher, bro. Thank you so much yes, for sir. coming in today, bro. Thank you so much for sitting with me and chatting. I know we chatted for a long time, oh, but, dude. bro, man, there's been a lot that I've been Good wanting content. to ask you and talk to you about Good for sure. Because, like, hey, we're at Waterwave. We're getting into making, like, a lot more clothing, getting into making, like, a lot more stuff in-house and just, like, putting out stuff. And we just – I want to say that personally myself, I've been inspired by you and your work and all the stuff that you've been doing, bro. And like, this is, like I said, this is my first solo real interview. So I had to do it with one of my own inspirations from the city. So you know what, bro? I think that with that being said, man, um, I, 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 I think we're done think here, we're man. Good, man. I think we're done Stop. here. Uh, thank you so much, Topher. We'll have to um, do it again. Sometime. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have we to. We got more bro. to talk about. There's there's gonna be more, and I know you're gonna have a lot more experiences and crazy shit to tell, to yeah. tell bro. Yeah. This is only the beginning, y'all. Y'all have heard it here first, bro. This is from January to October. My man has been making this 80k push like crazy, bro. So don't sleep. Support your local brands, bro. Northern we need, chill. yes, support Northern Chill and support Thermal Visions, bro. Because I'm telling you, you do not want to be late to this wave. Not I promise all. you, you do not want to be late. This is my number one thing is trying to find the waves before they happen. Oh, it's still time to be early. And it's still time to be early. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Because I felt like I joined the wave when you were around like 15K, oh, yeah. 20K. Oh, yeah. But like, bro, y'all. 
please just show love to the people in your city bro because i'm telling you bro this is the shit that we need like it to keep going and to understand that even that there's fans there's love here you know what i'm saying because i know that there's a lot more people that need to know about thermal and and that's this is a step this is a step towards that goal if they don't know they will if you don't know now you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah See you guys later. Thank you. Come shop 1521 Como Avenue, um, Southeast Minneapolis, Minnesota. We got shoes, vintage, all types of crazy shit. New merch coming uh, November 14th. We're going to have the pre-order November 15th is the drop in store. Be there or be freaking square. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jackson, for putting us on and sticking here with me for two hours. I love you, family. Uh, Let's freaking go crazy. See you guys later.